I'd like to take his face. Oh. She call himself ass kick instead. Have you ever been dragged to the sidewalk and beat to you? Yes! Am I getting through to you? We made it. We've arrived. Wow. We have stolen the Declaray pod of Indepencast. Mm. You want to do another take of that or is that one good? Hello. Okay. <laughs> and welcome to We Bought a Nick. Mm. On We Bought a Mike, a Book of Secrets podcast. Yes. I'm Ernest. Um, before I introduce myself, first, a toast to high treason. <laughs> that's what us men decided. That's what the, us men were committing when they decided to do this podcast. Mm-hmm. Had they stumbled over their words, they would have been hanged, beheaded, drawn, quartered, and oh, oh, my personal, my personal favorite, favorite. <laughs> had their intros cut out and burned. <laughs> uh, I'm Hunter. And I'm Sean Bean. And alive in this movie mm-hmm. for its entire runtime. You're yeah. either alive or evil. Just a, a absolutely stunning amount of hair on his head in this movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. He is looking. He looks almost like he walked off the set of like a um, like a discount point break. He looks sequel. he looks like uh, he looks like Matt Damon in Thor Ragnarok when he's doing the reenactment. Exactly. Like it looks like the biggest wig I've ever seen. And joining us back again, the one and only Adam Sidorius. Uh, it's great to be here, guys. I have been thoroughly, like, just like anticipating this episode. I've been watching your progression through his filmography, and I've been waiting for this exact moment because, mm-hmm. in my opinion, this is the definitive Cage movie to talk about. This it kind of it kind of is in a lot of ways for a generation, which is I guess you can call them like zillennials. I don't know. This I don't know was, what you mean by that. I don't, I don't get that. Can you, can you this was that? our introduction to Nick Cage. This was my entire. Uh, perception of him was this one mm-hmm. film and then the sequel exactly. because what child is I mean children were I'm sure plenty of children were watching like Con Air or whatever Um, I couldn't well other than like the bees the bees like what is more like recognizable to his like persona and craziness than like I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. Like, exactly. We're going to kidnap the President of the United States. What's <laughs> wild and we'll talk about it throughout the movie is that like this isn't like the classic idea of like crazy cage doing like a bunch of kooky faces yeah, and it's, screaming it's more a lot. mid middle tier cage it's more of like the content right. that this movie is is like yeah. the crazy that is the premise the craziness yeah that's mm-hmm. for cage and we i was talking about this like right before we potted with adam um cage i think does a really really good job of playing this character like he's he's toned down but not so much like uh in the the wind talkers where it's just like truly boring and unpleasant to watch Mm -hmm. he's he's playing a broad uh sort of weird like very smart protagonist you know what i mean yeah he's like harrison ford 
Um, but like, but more brains, really. Yeah, like, and like, and just not as sexy, not as cool. No, of course not. But Diane Kruger does want to fuck him. Yeah, yeah, he definitely wanted to, this to be like his Disney, uh, like Indiana Jones kind right. of thing. Well, and it's I, I had this thought like after me and Drew had that conversation because I feel like a lot of the movies that you guys have talked about already and that you're going to talk about in the future, like he's been casted for the sole purpose of like amplifying the material. Like mm-hmm. he adds the cheese to the cheese factor that's already there right but in a weird way he's the one that kind of anchors this movie it's like the opposite Mm -hmm. effect in this one it is it is and and we'll have to talk about book of secrets too a little bit because (laughs) in that one he does get to cage out a little bit more it's not like he's playing a different character he's still the same character he's a lot more wild in book of secrets yeah it's just the general sequel progression like that's yeah. what you do in sequels you just get like you get a little bit more comedic moments because you don't mm-hmm. have to like sell the audience on the world that you're building like yeah. they're there for the sequel you already go, yeah you go camp mode exactly yeah. and they they did uh, so the scene uh in which he is just in buckingham palace and he's like trying to fake a fight and just starts like riding down like sliding yes, down that the is rail full cage it's incredible he gets his moment <laughs> exactly so we're talking national treasure 2004 directed by john turtletop and we're nearing like the last act of this cage series that we're doing on the show and this signifies like the 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 post so we we touched on the the 90s peak that cage had you know the the face-off con air the rock run uh and this is like him trying to recreate that like a decade later and in some ways it worked in some ways it didn't you know i think in terms of quality it doesn't match i mean we'll we'll get into into this movie because i I do think that this movie is in its own tier of of greatness yeah even if it's not like it's hard to say because the like technically this movie is less flawed than a right. lot of his like iconic like incredible you know movies. It's just you know it's not as like important. It's not. But the other thing is between this and Book of Secrets, it's his highest grossing thing that he ever made. Like Book of Hell Secrets, yeah. Book of Secrets is the highest grossing Nicolas Cage movie. Isn't that crazy? How much? No, it's not, course. Ernest. Thank you for asking. It makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> Let's but, see. Book of Secrets. Yeah, Book of Secrets grossed box office $459.2 million. That's insane. Okay. Only passed by Avatar. I, I, I don't want to be that guy. But No, please. I, okay. Cool. Don't make me be that guy. Okay. I just want to say, I don't think it's a coincidence that Book of Secrets made so much money and it was near the end of Bush's presidency. Mm. I'm not... People, people were scared about this like they were wondering about Democrat the Keeble, coming in. Yeah. <laughs> they were wondering about the Max Keeble 9-11 well, situation. They're hoping it would be answered on page 47. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, I remember distinctly, like I saw a book of secrets like on New Year's Day 2008. Like I remember wow. that. Wow. It, it got it, a Christmas, yeah, Christmas release. Movie. It got like a fucking Oscar push. <laughs> yeah, well, it it's a it, it's the Christmas blockbuster, you know, <laughs> yeah. the family wants to go see and thirty million dollar well, budget for the second one. Christ, that's like the that's like the budget of like Joker. Or yeah, like, 
whatever. No, know, Joker I, was smaller. Was it? Okay. Uh, Joker was Joker under was, 100. I don't know if you've actually heard, but it was kind of like an indie production. Oh, yeah. I, I haven't. I, well, okay. wait. Do we think that the sole reason for uh, Nicolas Cage's box office success, if it actually wasn't Nick Cage, but it was the addition of Justin Bartha to the mix? I love Justin Bartha in these movies. I don't give a fuck. He, so, are you sure that what? Justin Bartha... Just this little Weasley fucker. Who else would you put in the role? He's perfect. Like, what Fucking, do you want? Um, you know? The dude from The Hangover who's just not in the movie. Right. Do you want the like the the ratty little brother of Caster Troy? Because it's the same like type. Yeah. You, no, you want this guy. What? Like, he's also the analog for every ten year old that watches this movie. Yes, no, that's literally. that's like when I was watching uh, this movie as a kid, I was like, man, I can hang out with Nick Cage. And, yeah, because like, drive a Ferrari. Yeah, because Justin Bartha's <laughs> character is is like extremely smart and useful I, I in his think, own right, but like he's constantly amazed by what Ben Gates is doing. I like, think he's he a fan. has he has like some kind of like de- developmental disease, right? <laughs> Like he is, like, which one, Ernest? Like, yeah, no, keep going with that. Like he, go down that thread. He's like a like a, like an like his mom got drunk while he was in the womb, right? So fetal alcohol syndrome. Exactly. Right. Yes. Yes. Because he he doesn't understand he like basic a, concepts. He sort of has a head for fetal alcohol syndrome. We call this the LCJ syndrome. <laughs> what is that? Lights, camera, Jackson. Oh, oh <laughs> on blast! Wow, you're put on notice. Yes. You brought you brought your beef onto our show now. I'm gonna I'm You've gonna draw um, lines. I'm gonna have a game show on the pod someday called um, Preemie or Fetal Alcohol Syndrome, <laughs> and it's and it's based entirely off of my opinion. Because <laughs> they're similar, but there are differences. Um, LCJ, you're correct. <laughs> Damn. I mean, we, did, we made some enemies on your podcast last time that we were all on there. So I guess it makes sense. You have to make some enemies Zemeckis. On yeah, yeah, Zemeckis. Fuck you, Zemeckis. Fuck yeah, you, you Tom attack, Hanks. Yeah, you attacked just like Christmas as a whole. I was just like, hey, Tom Hanks, fucking tone it back a little bit. All right. I have my Christmas sweater on. I was like, I was feeling jolly. And then he's just like, if you celebrate Christmas, you're fucking You had your Polar Express Lego kit in the background, only half built. You were ready to finish it up after we were done podcasting. was in the back room, ready to come on the pod. And he left the building because he heard your mean work. Maybe Tom Hanks actually played all three of us on that one podcast. um, The reason I hate Lights Camera Jackson is because... Back when he was like, it was like still like cute, you know, because he was actually very young. He went on Good Morning America like probably it was like 10 years ago. Yeah, that's was, like that's like when the Beatles played at, at I, Sullivan. Yeah. And before you continue, I want to let you know there's nothing cute about it. But continue. No, no I, <laughs> you're fucking right. I'm like, no, it was when uh, we were like 15. It was after me and Ernie had watched Inception together and just yeah. had like orgasms nonstop for like a week. And he went on there and he was like he was talking shit about Inception as if. <laughs> And then he was in the same breath. He was praising like whatever the fuck. Ramona and Beezus. Yeah. Like- I was there. I remember. <laughs> you were that- in the back with a sign. So that's where that, the like, beef started. You, you know, in the, the in BBS when Ben Affleck is like watching Superman destroy his building. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's me like watching LCJ. <laughs> I was I was livid. I was like this little shit thinks he's better than me. Anyway. And now you have a pod and he doesn't. So yeah. Like, let's get rejection. Like- You're not fucking welcome on this podcast. Okay. Hey. I would love to hear him defend himself. I hope that Shocking we get that sued. I hope that this is our episode that we get canceled over. He's um, he's probably a big uh, big fan of Justin Bartha and his antics. Justin Bartha fucking rules in this. 
Um, it's he, it's an interesting he character. Gets, he gets broad laughs. That's all yeah. he's supposed to do, and he mm-hmm. gets them. He, he also his deliveries are good. Yeah, he, I agree. He also like doesn't understand like how to behave in front of women. Yeah, at all, which is very relatable, honestly, <laughs> yeah. for a lot of us. I well, that's that's the, what I was just saying, right? Like he is the ten year old. He is every ten year old that watches ten year olds. You run into Diane Kruger on the street. WYD. You're like, you see those teeth? What you what you doing? Don't you um, hate it when your shitty coworker just steals the girl after he only asked for ten percent or one percent of the deal? Uh, fuck it. So I'll be honest. Uh, whenever I was first watching this movie, I like I have a problem sometimes where I have on like film critic brain. Whenever I watch something, at first I saw it and I was like, this guy sucks. And then like I realized like. Oh yeah, this is a kids movie. Yes, this is a movie made exactly. for children. And then, like, I was by the end of the movie, I was like, "Yeah, I love mm-hmm. Justin Bartha. He's well, great. He knows what kind of movie he's in." So the other thing I was saying pre-pod is that I really appreciated this movie as a kid because it is a children's movie. It's rated PG, but it opens up uh, with like guns and explosions. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, like, it has real stakes. Epic prologue with Christopher Plummer giving like an incredible yeah. performance. Nobody told him what movie he was filming. <laughs> no. They were, <laughs> they're like, here's some lines, Chris, just, yeah, you know, dig your teeth into them, do your thing. Selling the family tree of Christopher Plummer. Kid was John Voight and John Voight birthed Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Ugly it's, fucking family line. Let's be honest. Not it, good. It, it's quite the evolution of but yeah. Plumber's hunky though. No, well Plumber, oh, I mean John cool. Voight, young John Voight was sexy as fuck. We talked about was Midnight he? Cowboy. Was he? You said that when we talked about I it. I did. I you said sure he was, did. I said he was I, I, I don't know. He looks I, like I'd, I'd let that little country prostitute come over in my place. He looks like a little uh, dork in that movie. He <laughs> Well, can you elaborate country prostitute? I just want to clarify. What is uh, well, have you seen Midnight Cowboy? I, oh no, that's, oh. that's what he is. Watch, oh. that's, watch Midnight Cowboy. Yeah, it's great, an incredible movie. He's a country boy. Would never call him hot. In it. Um, <laughs> hey, he's cute. I mean, that's as hot <laughs> as he boy. would get. Yeah, he, it was downhill from and there. And then he had the same face for the last thirty-five years. Yeah, he's also in this role, sort of typecast because he's the family member that basically, instead of being a cool treasure hunter, becomes a Republican. <laughs> So wait. Yeah. Yeah. No, he he was going on uh, Alex Jones after yeah. this and just being like, you know, uh, they're going to they're going to turn you into 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 aliens, alien frogs. So something interesting about John Voight, since we're talking about him um, whenever uh, and this is going to tie into something else that I have written down here on my notes. Uh, so growing up. I fucking love National Treasure, of course, like any child would. And I used to go through a cycle where up until the age of like 12, I would go to my local library, shout to the Leon County Public Library System, and I would take turns renting each of the first three Mission Impossible movies. Nice. Of which the first one, John Voight, plays a major role. So John Voight, like I was a little kid and like I wanted John Voight to be my dad so bad because he was in two of my favorite movies. That's kinky. You want to be Angelina Jolie's sister? Speaking. (laughs) I know. Angelina. That's that's kind of sweet, you know? He was like your father figure. Um, but speaking of my actual father, uh I went I feel like I can't watch this movie completely objectively because uh my dad and all the men in my family are actually Freemasons. Oh shit! Okay, yeah. and it Do they have a ring like a Harvey Keitel. Yes, um, I, I guess I can tell you guys the story. So, um, 
they were like, my, that's uh, not accurate to the real Freemason no, story. No, I the treasure's not even located there. I thought that. <laughs> so I've always been just like Masons, like that's kind of a cult. And like I try and ask my dad like what they do at their like little meetings, and he's just like. You know, we just uh, we just talk about stuff, what's going on. We plan out mm. things. And I'm like, what do you plan out? He's just like, you know, the next meeting that we're doing. I'm like, this is sketchy. You guys are a cult. Any um, any. But the thing is, it can't be like a mega genius cult. Your dad's in it. No, I know. So <laughs> a mega genius cult with Matt. Mobley. My 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 stepdad and his family are also in a cult. And my stepdad's dad just they're passed away. Um, yes, they're. they're they're rivals. They they got it. Um, but I guess so. There's a thing that Masons have where they're given an apron. I tried to ask about this and I have no idea what happens. But apparently when you're a Mason, you're buried in your apron. And my mom had to go on this whole hunt of trying to find like her husband's father's apron. They couldn't find it. My mom was just like, message your dad that when you die to leave your apron, leave his apron in a place where you can find it. Uh, I'm like, uh, this is a cult. Like, I'm going to find well, like a little it insignia. Just, it just says like, kiss the cook. I'm gonna, like, <laughs> well, it's no, going to be it, like an eagle holding a scroll and I'm going to know that I have to go on a quest. It, well, yeah, that's what I was about to say. That the, the apron will only lead you to another clue and then to another clue and another clue and the cycle yeah. never ends. Well, so that's one thing I did like about this is John Voigt, he's the dad of Nick Cage. He's the family member who decided not to pursue this like wild uh, treasure. Hunt. Well, he pursued it at one point. Yeah. And, and, th and then he quit him. and he became he's very wealthy. He has an incredible house and he, like he a lot says, of lemons, just a stack he, of lemons. You know, lemons costs a good amount of money. <laughs> also, lemons like how often are you using lemons so they don't go bad? And why do you have them like on the front shelf? Like, shouldn't you have like your. Your milk or your coffee cream? I mean, there. I, I didn't know we were going to get into it this early. <laughs> my, my boy ordered an entire pizza for himself. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's like, oh yeah, I ordered a pizza. Yeah. Like you didn't know anyone was coming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like just an entire pizza, a large pizza, just for himself, enough and, to feed four people. Any, anyway, I I appreciated the fact that like you do fully get like where he's coming from, though. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah no, like he's like, yeah, my dad was. Uh, known as a fucking loon and now my son is too my idiot nick cage son <laughs> is just regarded as a fucking lunatic i'm just trying to be a guy i just want to be like a dude yeah like, <laughs> what, what does he say is like yeah i'm the one who got a job and like pays a mortgage call me crazy I'm yeah like, okay he, john Boyd. yeah like, <laughs> you're a member of society he's like i have health insurance which by the way is a good system <laughs> <laughs> you remember society i'm on the outskirts of a dad okay like <laughs> yeah so so Essentially, it's this long family history of uh, like long, long ago. You're going to have to like explain this better than I can. But someone told Thomas Gates, who is Christopher Plummer, or is it an ancestor? Of Christopher no, Plummer? it's it's Christopher Plummer. It goes like, back far. Great. Great. Yeah. So it's like it yeah. goes back to the founding fathers. Like he found out that there is a an untoldly like valuable treasure that the founding fathers uh hid from the british and no one has found yeah there. somehow they missed the massive treasure of book of secrets though don't worry about it so <laughs> yeah the, they just skipped right in <laughs> so the this whole is, this is nothing compared to that treasure. so the entire gates family tree has been consumed by like finding this fucking treasure and they just like they can't do it um john voigt decided he was like i'm good nick cage that 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 speech from Chris Plummer in the beginning, I'm like, you go after it that rocks, shit. dude. You, yeah, you go after that. And you you buddy. go directly from there to a you right. get like a close yeah. up of the kid to then smash cut to Nick Cage. <laughs> yeah, boom, 
titles. And Here we couldn't find go. a kid who looked a little bit more like Cage. No, kid looks no. nothing like him. Kid yeah, looks really annoying, but like in a different way. Look, no one looks like Nick Cage. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> what kid? I, <laughs> a child who looks like Nick ass. Cage. They're maybe gonna, they maybe cast they like a monkey. They should reach out to like Lights Camera Jackson to see if he could play the role of you Nick know what, Cage. Hunter, like, I'm gonna have to have to ask you to step out of the room, please. I can't. I can't handle. This. We'll get that to the recaging couch. I'm gonna recage oh, young Cage. I'm gonna recage old Cage. Should be LCJ. <laughs> I I just want to say this whole prologue scene, the fact that they shot like knights and like all of these cutaways mm-hmm. to these historical events. They they shot like a revolutionary war they shot a battle yeah. just for like five seconds yeah. of the movie. I was like Damn, it's a like, hundred million dollar budget this, movie, man. This is, hey? It's, it's a, fucking it's, rock. Well, it's Bruckheimer, man. It, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That we and haven't mentioned. You that. know, this he'll is, sink some money into a prologue. This is the well, best, uh, th- or this is the reunion of the duo from The Rock, Cage and the Brook. Well, it's me, uh, me and Kira on the pod, Zelenon Cannon. We often talk about like, like production company logos that are like more synonymous with like Zelenon culture, mm-hmm. and like what is more synonymous with it than like that of the Bruckheimer, like the lightning hitting mm-hmm. the tree. Like yeah. when that fucking happens, you know you you're know. in for a good time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not only like, a good time, <laughs> but you know, you're in for something that is going to thrill you. And it's something that is like, not uh super like risque and taboo. Like it's still going to be like, if yeah, fairly it's family. you're in yeah. for like a big time, big budget, like down the middle yeah. and fun watch you you heard it here first guys we're not actually talking about national treasure today we're talking about the sorcerer's apprentice oh boy yes <laughs> let's go that's baby. Okay. that's when they tried better movie to illustrate your point exactly that, <laughs> that was a decade after this where they were like can we do it a third time so and they're like no, no. no. <laughs> so the like they do that prologue which is like you said it's painstaking they really shot a bunch of shit and then we smash cut straight into like some heavy action we yeah. we're not wasting any time getting into the movie here we are getting into sean bean and nick cage in the arctic <laughs> yeah like looking for a ship the charlotte i'm a little confused like so what was sean Bean like funding the operation was yes. that the deal he, the yeah guy. he was sort of the impresario like yeah. he, he right. was he was the guy just giving he was like the the um so he's kind of like the andy garcia of the oceans trilogy yeah he, so. okay kind of sort of i was trying he's to the figure patron. out what is his job like he's a treasure hunter. He's, but, well, I think he's that was a, more my question. Like, I, I'm, yeah, yeah, like he right. he has a legitimate job because like it's Nick Cage says like he was going around like trying to shop this idea to pitch it to people and this guy jumped on the idea. So he had like mm. tens of millions of dollars at the fucking. I ready. mean, this Clearly. is a universe in which people just are treasure hunters. It's like Ready Player One. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's I'm like I was just sort of under the impression he's like a career criminal with a fuckload of money and like he, almost like he approached Cage like hey I heard you could find this the most money ever right like right. so I'll pay you to do that and then I'll kill you but forget that last part exactly you know? like he turns on him like immediately like it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of the sec yeah the second yeah. they that he finds out it's just another clue which honestly if I were paying Nick Cage to find me a treasure and he just kept finding clues and it, <laughs> and it really does kind of sound like he's talking his out out of his ass when really? he's like yeah. Yeah, the uh, the iron pen. It's, it's <laughs> iron iron pen pen p e n. If you're in the Antarctic with Nick Cage and you're paying him money 
to just like fuel his like conspiracies. You bring a gun. It's on you at this point. Like I, it's hard to have sympathy. Yeah, yeah. if you bought those like those uh, basically like cat machines, except they're on like ice. You are paying for those. You fucked up. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. Sean Bean. But that's that. I I feel like that comes with the territory in this line of work. Like these people, I just. I just assume that this is just a reality where like these types of people just they uh, devolve their lives to this. This is a this is a reality in which conspiracies are flying across or uh, Nick Cage is basically like a, a professional American history knower mm-hmm. like the, you just go with it. So he in this movie, like his character and him in general, he is really smart. Like yeah. he's he's brilliant. Yeah. The conclusions he reaches are like improbable to say the least. Obviously, like when you know the when he the think, way he arrives there is incredible. Yeah, it's it's, it's like uh, watching a like it's it's, it's like watching incredible. BBC Sherlock. Like it's yes, it, it almost if you if I weren't a kid when I watched it, I would be frustrated. Like I am when I watch something like Sherlock or really honestly more like CBS's elementary. It's really um, more like seeing LCJ, like finish a review. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. 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 Like that's, what that's, like. that's what I was searching for. It's an LCJ. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's, Ratatouille. No. Making stew. <laughs> no, it's just, it's frustrating because now to watch, because like, I'm this, sorry, Remy the Rat. With, yeah, Ratatouille is a Come food. It's just, he makes at the end of the movie. You fucking idiot! <laughs> Come on. Because think like any any show, any procedural that features like a genius, like The Mentalist or House or whatever. The writers have written the mystery themselves, so they can just have the genius guy figure it out however they feel like. And like you know, watching it now, I was like, oh, this is less impressive because he he's a cog in the machine that Mm -hmm. like created the mystery right but back when i was a kid i was like this is the smartest man who's ever lived yes and and i'm more convinced that like it's not even like good writing anymore it's just like they they make the actor talk really fast when it comes to like explaining things oh yes 100 percent. it's it's not speed here it's here he's more deliberate it's well but for a kid's movie especially this movie is so plot and dialogue heavy yeah it's so much not a lot of drag so i gotta ask you guys like when you guys were kids did you guys get did any were any of you bored with this movie as a kid i loved it at all yeah i was really into it i saw it in theaters when i was a kid and i like was hooked into it this is this one of those movies that changed my life yeah this was like the greatest movie ever. it really carried me i mean it carried me enough that like we you could you could argue that we had sort of aged out of the second one by the time it was dropped, and I still watched the shit out of the second yeah. one. Well, Only like, three years later, I was like, I mean, because the second one, I mean, I loved the first one when I was a kid, but the second one was like really that was my National Treasure movie as a kid mm-hmm. because I was ten or nine when it came out, and so that was like kind of the perfect age for me. I was like mm. seven when the first yeah one uh, we were ten we were ten when the first one came out. Gotcha. Yeah, so, yeah. So we yeah. were like at, like toward the end of middle school, and I was like, I don't care. I'm watching this fucking movie. No, like, and I mean, and like, I loved it. No, and it was honestly. I think the second one is it's debatable. I haven't rewatched it, but I mean, it's um, it's everything I, you want from a sequel. Like, it's yeah, just it's just like it's, bigger and more blown up. It's more much more nonsensical, but like, who cares? Really, at the very least, I like it just as much, maybe more. I need to rewatch it. Yeah, I don't know. I've been I've been finally watching the Fast movies, and I'm so proud of you. Well, I haven't gotten into the re. In like up of the line graph, like mm-hmm. I just finished three, so it's just it's been downhill so far, um, for me at least. Like I, one to me represented the high mark so far for sure. That was so good, but I know amazing. for a fact, just like I know for a fact, it's gonna get better. Like, but in most sequels, I feel like 
aren't don't deliver the, the real necessarily. question is when is nick cage coming to fast why wouldn't Ooh. why would they I, that's whoa. such a good idea so why like, would why they not, that not <laughs> like once he, he doesn't fit into the family too much he would have to be a villain he's, he's like does? But, here's on. the thing is that Jason he'll be Stay- a villain and then in the next movie he'll be a hero right. maybe that's let's bring formula. him back so he can kill han for like a 16th time he's he's um, no more of a outcast than like Lucas Black or anything. So Lucas like, Black, Jesus Christ, worse dude. than Paul Walker. He's so he is no Lucas Black. I think is like one of the worst actors I've ever so, seen in a major however, film in my entire life. Han, he rules. Slayed. Oh yeah, Tokyo Drift. the best character. The charisma. He, he's like the, the chomping on chips the oh, whole time. Yeah, he's, I know. he's doing the Brad Pitt school yeah. of acting in that. He Great is movie. such a fucking vibe. He made that movie like three points better yeah. on his own. He's so cool. He anyway, dies. Anyway, sequels just don't Aww. always pay off. And when Fast figured it out is when they like figured out the right way to retool to just get bigger and better well, in the in the good way. And that I guess that's what I'm saying is like I'm really upset that the National Treasure series never got to that point. Like we only got two movies and we never got to see how far they could really take it. Because truly, if this was like given like a full franchise to really blossom, can you imagine how fucking wacky? Would I mean, be by the end, in oh. the second movie, we're kidnapping the president. But, so like yeah. going up from there, like you would have got to space by like the fifth one or something. Like he would have gotten. Yeah, like, I mean, like, it's. I guess, I guess we can get into this now. But is there? A, are there a lot of ways to go with this? Because you have just to keep, keep finding treasures. Exactly. You have to keep the treasure I don't somehow. Know. I mean, Indiana Jones just keeps going. Like. But the difference with Indiana Jones is that Indiana Jones, it does not tie itself to having to be about like historical figures and like historical events. Like this is there's this and has to be it's like also, it's rooted in American history. Exactly. Not just but like I, history I, as a whole. But it doesn't have to be Inter- international one, treasure. Yeah, the third one you just go to like ancient Egypt or whatever the fuck. I like, mean it does, like to, you know it's just it's funny. These movies are like very Bush era like hoorah yeah. America. It's like, very this it is gave the me, greatest country on earth. It gave me West Wing vibes. Like oh, yeah. The, yeah. The speeches I, about the greatness and the honor of the American way. Exactly. Like, I wouldn't say it's like Bush or Republican era stuff. It's more, it's what Ernie's saying, like more centrist. It's, it's like, very it's, like, yeah, it's post Bush 9/11. era. National, like, exactly. National Geographic. Exactly. Kind of yeah. Like, that's, that's what I mean like, by like Bush era is just like that mid 2000s, like before people realized that the Iraq war was uh, bad. Well, before uh, mass media realized that the Iraq war was bad and right. there was just an overwhelming sense of patriotism in the country. I mean, even 9/11, outside of politics itself, just the patriotism. 9-11 made it so everybody got on the uh, hoorah boat. Yes, exactly. it was like we and that carried need to for like sell. Yeah, we need to sell the idea of America. And I mean, West Wing premiered a couple years before 9-11, but you know, it, it still carries that same spirit. And it just grew from there of like, this is the greatest country in the world and we need to defend the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. And we need to let people know why it's the greatest. How would country. we feel if um, book of secrets, if we swap out the guy who played the president in that movie, I'm blanking on his name with Joe Biden. Oh, Bruce Greenwood. That, yeah. that guy is a, um, he's like a, a Kennedy knockoff type guy. He, 
He's really, I, he's one of my favorite character actors ever. He's, he's great. Yeah, I, I'm blanking. Out. He's like a classic that guy where he's in like, he has like 150 IMDb credits and I can't tell you his name. I Bruce really, Greenwood. Yeah, he's great. He, I forgot it. One of the most Johnny notable. Greenwood. Oh my yeah. God. He's so talented. One that I noticed. Cause like me and you were talking about it recently, but Star Trek, he's really good in Star Trek. Cause he's, yeah, he's like that's right. To, uh, Chris yeah, yeah. Pine that's right. Movie, yeah. That's right. He was also just, uh, I just finished Mad Men. I just watched all of Mad Men. I finished it uh, last night and he pops up right at the end there in the last uh, season and he's really good. Yeah, he fits that well. So speaking toward the conceit of Bruce Greenwood in the second one and also the first one in general, so much of these movies relies on people just vibing with Nick Cage because like Bruce Greenwood, once he is kidnapped, spoiler alert, by Nick Cage, he he's he, like fine with he it. He flips so quick. He's like, oh yeah, I get it. It's yeah, cool. like let's let's <laughs> yeah. figure this shit out. Uh, and that that happens a lot in this movie as well. Like Diane Kruger, she yeah. she is feeling. Okay, him, man. I wanted to talk about this. So this was like the I wanted, biggest thing. I wanted to talk about Diane Kruger in general because I mean, like God help her, the role, the part is sort of nothing and she's given us nothing <laughs> like so i i had to i had to ask lee about it she slept through this whole movie but i still had to to ask her after if nicholas cage walks into your office if if you're if you're a worker at a archive of historical documents and your whole job is to uh work with old papers old documents take care of historical things nick cage walks into your your office and um uh puts you in a position um i guess what what's the word i'm looking for like lures you into a conspiracy mm-hmm. that almost gets you killed puts your job in jeopardy mm-hmm. and then steals the declaration of independence do you a encourage enable and help him yes and b <laughs> end up with him yeah at the end of the well <laughs> and it's funny his entire basis of like trusting her not even her trusting him but him trusting her is that what she collects quarters she is she, like yeah, she it's is election pins election well pins. yeah it's just that like he can tell that she is a like wild history nerd exactly. like like she is like way too into oh, history he's like, oh he's like oh you're a fucking geek yeah you're in. i mean we're come on yeah do you want to like do treason <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get to the to the cage agories, but the hot yogurt scene, the scene in which Nick Cage needs hot yogurt poured on his toes to feel aroused as a good one. in this, um, whenever they're uh, him and Diane Kruger are exchanging history facts to get to the bottom of the clues, his eyes get so wide in yeah. that scene and specifically the scene where he's like when they're in the in independence hall in Pennsylvania and they're looking at the back of the declaration with the glasses. And he's like, you know, the last time this document was in this room was when it was being signed. Goosebumps. <laughs> that's I, some major hot yogurt. That right is. There. some Yeah. It's like, well, that's like a little trickling down. Like that's not even like, it's not like the dumped on hot yogurt. It's just like trickling down. Like, ooh, he's getting that. But, but you can tell that not only does that a moment like that get him off, that the declaration is back in the signing room <laughs> and that he's in the signing room with it. But any time that him and Diane Kruger are just vibing with those history facts, that man is fully erect. Mm-hmm. I will say about Diane Kruger, um, I don't blame her uh, for 
the job that she does in this movie because you are right. Like this is a nothing part. And I've seen her be great and stuff before. She's in Glorious Bastards. Yes. And she's in the best scene of Inglorious Bastards, the bar scene. Um, and she's fucking awesome. She kills it in that I, scene. So I wouldn't even say she's really bad in this. It's just kind of like she's just she just does nothing. She has no agency whatsoever. This character, yeah. like he, Nick Cage, is just a fucking asshole to her. Yeah, that's the higher movie. There's the, nothing charismatic about what he's doing. Yeah, the bigger issue because I can buy like. He he is like cool and interesting in this movie at the very least. Obviously, his name has weight to it. Uh, being infamous is still being famous, you know, like so that it makes sense that she would be like titillated by him. But once he's got her mm-hmm. like in the crew there, there's probably like a good five minute stretch where the whole bit is like she's yelling at him rightfully. And he's like, shut up. Yeah, she's like, yeah, Will you surprised. shut your mouth? Will you just shut your mouth? That went on for a while. I'm like, OK, yeah. guys, we get it, it's a bit we understand. read another joke like, yeah. yeah like he just keeps on telling her to shut the fuck up it's and pretty she's rough. like oh, you <laughs> like oh my god i love the bit where it's like well if you didn't want me to follow you, you should have said where you're going <sighs> okay <laughs> women, women. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty thankless yeah mm-hmm. um but i mean you know, this is the chunk in the movie when he steals the Declaration of Independence, which, yeah. guys. which is cool because uh, Treasure Hunt is is one thing, but this is a heist. Yeah, it's a, it's an oceans movie. Yeah. yeah, it like has the whole like the fucking camera going through all the different yeah. levels, and, and it's it's two two yeah. simultaneous heists because well, we have Bean doing it on yeah, the other side. We I forgot about this because I haven't seen this movie in like ten plus years at this point. But at, about how it's Sean Bean's idea to actually steal the Declaration of Independence, mm-hmm. and that's why Nick Cage yeah. has to. To well, steal it is because he has to take steal a drink first, every then? time they say the phrase steal the declaration every time no i said i'm gonna make a drinking game i was telling gaia <laughs> that i'm gonna make a drinking game where every time that they say steal and or declaration <laughs> then you just have to take a shot and by the end of the movie you get your stomach popped. by the first 15 minutes <laughs> the opening scene they're like i'm not gonna steal the declaration it's almost a borders on like face-off thing where they're like steal the declaration of independence you want to steal the declaration of independence <laughs> It's also it's very funny. Like this is obviously like the refusal of the call thing where, you know, he has to say no first, then do it. But and then he like he's looking at the declaration and then he's like, it just it almost feels like they thought that like we wouldn't forgive him for just stealing it. So they had to make it so he didn't really want to. But it's like, I don't care. Steal it, man. No, it's literally like it's such a fun like little hero thing where he's like. He's only stealing it so he can return it. Mm-hmm. Like he, yeah, to keep it safe. Guy. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. yeah, like he's just a dude trying I, to do the right thing. I think that's a good little wrinkle in the uh, in the script. It, it it's it's a pass, but it makes sense. You know, it yeah. makes sense. Well, and it's all. And here's the thing. Like, there's another like thing that like got his character to be more be- not believable, but like I don't know, like to kind of like say he's a good character is like he goes to extremes to like try to convince people of what's happening they all d- turn him down like all yeah. the people that could help him don't help him mm-hmm. so then the whole freemason side of it's like okay i have to do it myself yeah like, i have to do it and i think that's just super funny yeah i also wanted to say that one of the things i love about this movie is that it's kind of like a bunch of it borrows a lot from other movies. Like obviously Indiana Jones is a big influence, but like you said, it's also a heist movie. It's also like a spy movie. Mm-hmm. It's right. also like this. Cons- the tech van. Yeah. It's also like this conspiracy movie. And before, before I forget, um, I don't want to step on Zillennial canon too much, Adam, oh, no. but uh, 
you guys talk a lot about like things that are zillennial canon, which basically is like recurring things in a lot of these like 2000s era movies. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering um, if this this might be a bit too broad to be zillennial, but jacking into a cord to get a live feed of a security cam yes. is that zillennial That's, cam? i've um, seen that the, like in two dozen movies the, i can tell you a few just on top of my head that are just kids movies yeah the the, um, the phrase we're in let's, <laughs> let's go for uh let's hear for a catch that kid yes bitch <laughs> young kristen let's, stewart let's, right yeah let's, yes. uh, let's go Spy two i think corbin blue uh yeah uh oh. we we got a uh, agent cody banks one and yes. two in the house um yes yeah, ernie to answer your question it is absolutely zeke god you're yeah. and they never <laughs> they never explain exactly how that works it's just like an exposed wire and then you attach a wire yeah. to that wire and then suddenly i, I think that as, whenever you just I was take a kid, over the entire when i was a system. kid i just thought shit just got stolen all the time like that was just so easy to fucking break well into it was it's sort of like it's like the percentage of people who are like farmers now are, are there a percentage of people who in 2004 knew a lot about computers. Right. <laughs> you know, like no one knew anything. So you could just say anything. Yeah. The minimum yeah, yeah. was like you understand that there are computers. Yeah, because now watching it, you're thinking, wow, Justin Barthes character is wildly impressive for what he's doing. Like he <laughs> yeah. is. He is behind yeah, this he, entire. He has heist. a computer in front of him that just says like hacking and it's counting up to 100 <laughs> percent. Yeah, it's so fucking funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's, I have. I have two questions um, about uh, this whole this whole sequence. The the big heist. Um, one is the day before, whenever they go uh, to um, uh, the fucking hall and they see the thing there, and Nick Cage has the line. First question is, what the fuck is Nick Cage's outfit? If you guys remember, he is wearing a white T-shirt with the top two buttons unbuttoned. The collars are then just over top of his sports coat that he's wearing. He looks like he's like a white T-shirt with buttons unbuttoned, like a white button up. <laughs> mm. But then like is, has the top buttons unbuttoned and then like tucked over his um, sports coat. That is this when they're examining? It the looks like it looks like he's trying to do Al Pacino in The Godfather. I'll like that's his outfit is. that he is rocking. That's the look of a man who's determined and like mm. ready to solve a mystery. OK, mm. and that's the sign of a patriot. Yeah, you wouldn't. I don't think you would know because you're not a patriot. You've never that's solved true. a mystery. So is, is, I solve <laughs> mysteries, but I, I actually I work for Sean Bean. Are you so. talking about like when they're. Uh, at John Voight's house for the first time examining the no, declaration. Like, no, 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 no. Before that even happens, like before, whenever they just go there and they they have the first ocean scene where they're like, first we have to get through this three inch glass, and then the only time that's not through this glass is whenever it's in the inspection room. Yeah. yeah. So, so um, he's wearing a tux underneath his like no janitor this is the outfit. Day before, I'm like talking about like it's the day before the that this is happening. Whenever they're doing the scouting scene, oh, he has okay. a wild outfit on. Yeah. He's just he's trying to get pussy. I just, that's when he says we're gonna steal the declaration. Yes, yeah, yeah. I see, it. Scene. I see it now. You see the outfit now yes. that I'm talking about. It's a wild look that he's got going on. Also, I like that he decides that day that they're gonna steal it. So yeah, it's like it's a full <laughs> 24 hours. Yeah, of like just prepping and then successfully stealing it. Yeah. Um. One other uh, thing that I have is so the heist, um, the whole idea of the heist is premised around Diane Kruger not washing her hands in between getting the pen that she has so they can get the and get into this place. Yeah, it was daylight outside when that uh, election pendant 
medallion ballot thing was handed to her. She so she code. did not wash her hands for like an eight hour stretch of time. It's so hot. <laughs> well, you see, that's lemon, a very like I'm just, I was just thinking about it. Is uh, it, it sticks to the pores? Yeah, it it, it falls into the yeah, crevices. You know what cleans uh, your pores is soap. <laughs> <laughs> so these, I'm hearing you, and like what I what I can't help but think is that these are way smaller plot holes than most of the adult Nick Cage movies we've seen. That's <laughs> true. I, I know. Thing, it just yeah. I just thought about it while yeah. I was watching that. Like, this is like this whole heist falls apart if this girl goes to the bathroom and washes her hands at well, any point he, in the afternoon to evening. Doesn't he get him? He gets her prints from the champagne glass too, right? Yeah. No, but she needed. But first, the lemon juice is what she used to see what the code was. Mm. Right. Um. And it's cool. Yeah, it's so it's they get fun. the declaration. Well, I want to say one thing. Well, I mean, they got they get the declaration, but like that little bit at the gift shop. Yes, uh, buying that's the gift shop. The... Like that is like. Um, little... Are you gonna pay for that, sir? Yeah. <laughs> like not having enough cash on you is Z Cannon. <laughs> like, oh, I got quarters. Like, like just like stumbling. Unfortunately, it's like always a black woman behind the register, so that the studio in the mid to early mid to early two thousands could say like, hey, we got somebody. Well, and it's like, that's another joke that's always like recycled. It's like, we take Visa, like, just yeah. like really sassy. <laughs> like, um, honestly, uh, that joke sounds like way worse on paper, but it kind of works in the movie. I thought that lady did well. She was funny. Um, yeah. Sort of the MVP of the movie. No. <laughs> well, hey, that's a very Bartha woke answer. Right there. Bartha is like, I, I worship Justin Bartha in this movie. You know, really early on in the movie, I think it was the scene where they're talking to Kruger for the first time and they're doing that bit where Bartha is making the stink face and he's like, it'll like Cage will be like, well, it's an invisible map. And then he's like, and that's where we lost the Pentagon. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, like as that was happening, um, my my girlfriend Anna was like, he really he like belongs in this movie. Yeah. And I was like, Bartha? yes, that's exactly right. He's mm -hmm. doing exactly what he's supposed to fucking do in this movie. Yeah, yeah, he's doing. I mean, even the very first scene, uh, whenever they find the pipe in the ship or whatever, he's just like, "Is it a billion dollar pipe?" And then there's like a long pause, of like they just keep talking. He's like, "Is it a million yeah. dollar pipe?" His he has some like respectable like written jokes in this, and I think his delivery is always like makes them better. This is you the know? exact reason I want to see Drew on a treasure hunt one day. Like I just imagine <laughs> Cracking Drew's jokes. kind of the yeah. Justin Bartha of the podcast. <laughs> I like to think of myself as the Diane Kruger of the pod. Oh yeah. <laughs> what does that make me? No, like, like I'm just guess. better utilized like, somewhere else. Am I the John Voight? Oh, don't tell me I'm fucking Nick You're Sean Cage. Bean. <laughs> oh no, I don't want to ruin it for you guys. Sean Bean is really interesting to me because it feels like for his whole life, he's had the face of a guy who used to be hot. He is the true. <laughs> he's, but he's the never true been Batman. hot. That's he's the true accurate, Batman in right? that he either uh, dies as a hero or he lives long enough and he becomes villain because right. he's a villain or yeah. he dies. And yet he never movie. played Batman. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, yeah. it's um, horrible. Just like it's not too late. Like you watch you see him in this and you're like, oh, that seems like a guy who like was like a hot movie star in the 80s. And then he like wasn't. Has <laughs> Sean being like done? Um, well, that's Game another thing. He did, he did sort of come. Oh, right. He, he sort of came into his own like later he's, on. He's so good in Fellowship of the Ring. No, oh, really. Yeah. So like good. incredible in that movie. He's at, he, I think he's even better in National Treasure One. <laughs> <laughs> so keep your eyes on the prize. OK. Um, <laughs> OK. <laughs> I think I'll wrap it for this week's episode. <laughs> yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter. He, <laughs> He uh his he's a character who 
Is he British? Yes, British yeah. as fuck. Oh, yeah, super sure. British. Why not? He, He's super this British, is a character dude. that like he he looks Russian, and you would think that he'd be Russian, <laughs> you know. Um, and I'm glad he's not. He's from Handsworth, Sheffield. Oh, yo, Sheffield FC. <laughs> nice. Oh no, I've been watching a lot of Premier League. Yeah, Hunter's I, trying just, to be I'm, a soccer okay. guy. I've, I've always been a soccer guy. You guys know this about me. All right, check this out. He Ted looks. Look at this photo of him. He looks kind of hunky. Yeah, no, I found a picture um, of him like really young. Yeah, like, that's if, very if he, young. If like half of his face is cropped out of the photo, then he actually looks I, pretty nice. I'm gonna have to disagree with you on that one. But, it's um, just like he's in. Oh, and also to answer your question, guys, he's in the Snowpiercer Snowpiercer TV show. Yeah, he plays Mr. Um, Win. He, he plays, plays the guy who pierces Snowpiercer Snow. Pierces Snow. Snow. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's Doctor. It's he got his PhD at the end of the season. This so it's is Doctor. This is him in the year 1984. You, Drew is knocking you think, stuff like, over. Oh, yeah, he's so excited. Oh to show boy! Us so he's not a hunk. Okay, he looks. He looks like David Bowie, except yeah, if he's Bowie got had Bowie like the regular Coke nose that David Bowie should have had. Like Twitter girls think they can fix. Hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah, I can he, fix they them. He's got he's got an interesting, <laughs> interesting look. <laughs> so they have the Declaration of Independence. Uh, uh, they're examining it. He's, he's a T boy treasure. <laughs> Oh boy. Anyway, um, he's got also his cronies are very funny in this dude. Okay, here this I was gonna say this earlier, but like in the first scene of the movie where they're examining that ship mm-hmm. and they're all like getting pissed that like yeah. oh it's only gunpowder in here. It's like if you if you go on a treasure hunt and this guy brings guys with him that look like these guys right. you need to understand that you might die yeah, he's yeah. like no nah, man these are just my homies what are you talking about yeah like no these are other historians what are you saying like, yeah sure like he studied a lot this of history, is history 10 club. years in prison but you like, know I, like so the they, other professors at the uh, college what they, what it's they like start. a dude with a face tattoo and just I, I met them on my the history forum on Reddit yeah. like yeah. they're really good dudes honestly I I think I think this was pre forum. There's like once, no 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 forums are like one of the earliest forms of internet. Yeah, forums. It was just not, not Reddit, but being like organized. But not maybe, maybe not like mass. Well it would just be a like website around. called like like Ben Franklin Mania dot like net. Yeah, you know? yeah. I I love the scene where they're like they're they're in Philadelphia and they're like looking at the the Ben Franklin letters and then that one guy types in like. Stowe, comma, Declaration of Independence. And he's like, oh man, we're in. <laughs> the internet um, has solved this whole I, treasure hunt for us. One of my favorite things, like I, I really laughed really hard in the beginning when they're they're in the ship and Shaw, who ends up dying later. Sh- spoiler alert. Man, the he, guy who falls. Yeah, like, dude, yeah. Be a big rough, well, rough movie for Shaw. So yeah. Nick Cage keep, just keeps on going like, he, Iron Pen, Iron Pen, and Shaw's like, oh, like prison. It's pr- Iron Pen is prison. <laughs> yeah, he's like, and, uh, and then Nick Cage goes on this whole thing. He's very convinced. He's like, no, Iron Pen. And then like that name was the name of a guy. Yeah, who the wrote, ink was iron. Like, and the guy's like, yes, well, well, I, I really thought it was prison. I but <laughs> like, yeah, we guess we can go with yours what too. They, what they wrote was iron. It was it was iron. It was clad. set. Yeah. It was resolute. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> It's so good. so good, and then and then the music's coming in the background, and I'm like, "Fuck yeah, let's fucking go, baby, let's fucking go." I know we're back on that scene, but I also love it's like 
very Nick Cage does a pretty good job throughout the movie, but it's this line um, is just horribly delivered where he's just trying to figure out a way out while he has got a gun pointed to him. He's just like, you need to figure out if Shaw can catch. And he like <laughs> throws, he throws it like he the just flare. like throwing like a pop up, like two feet away to a person. I was, <laughs> I was very confused about the plan there because you so he'd die if that hit the ground. Well, evidently he knew that like the gunpowder wouldn't set off immediately. Yeah, it's, it's like of, 250 years old. Like, like the and also it's got to get to the barrel for it to really. Yeah. Happen. But like, wouldn't yeah. you see that? Like, it would hit the ground. It would start firing. And you'd be like, oh, cool, and then just shoot him anyways. Like, <laughs> I, what are you talking? I do not love this plan. movie, but when that happened, I was like. Maybe this isn't a good movie. Yeah, no, no. Hold on, because the editing, the editing is amazing because we get a shot of the flare leaving his hand, and then we get a very slow motion shot of the flare flying through the air, and then then Sean Bean's hand cutting into the camera. So, okay, yeah, you convinced me. Yeah, spike that bitch in the ground, Nick. Don't don't toss it. That's also Z cannon. Like the whole trip of like, oh, I guess you missed. Did I? Like <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Oh, masterpiece. Um, so one of the things I love about this movie is that they shoot on location in most of these cities. Mm-hmm. Like in the beginning, they're in Washington, DC. Then they go to Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, and they're like in these like big historical cities. And then they go to New York. We gotta and- talk about Harvey Keitel too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. guy. But so yeah. they go to New York and what they get they go to New York and then I'm thinking like, okay, so we got DC, we got Philadelphia, now we're in New York. Where the hell is Boston? No, Boston mm-hmm. was Big the American. Exactly. That's exactly. a good idea. Yeah. I like they that. send Sean Bean to Boston, and then I'm thinking like, that's perfect for Boston. I'm happy for Boston that it got to be the side hoe. In, in this a way, whole- Boston in a way, Boston was like kind of the most important city. <laughs> Cause you know, like I Cage fucking dead without Boston. Boston, I think, is the all time city that's just better in movies than it is in real life. Boston is. Have you 100%. been to Boston? People that live Boston's there, fucking great. Like Boston's the shit. It's close to everything. Like it's just it's, yeah. Boston, Boston is sick. It's close to better cities. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying like it's close exactly? to each other. Like it's really like easy to like get around and stuff. Boston um, is close to every. People who have lived there their whole lives love it because they've never been anywhere else. People who move there tend to hate it. Yeah. Listen. Well. I kind of grew up in Southeast, so I guess you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Drew, have you seen the town? Yeah. Hey, the guys. question is, how do you feel about like 24 helicopter shots? I, of I Boston show up like, hey, guys, I'm going to go park the car in Harvard Yard. <laughs> <laughs> the, the reason why Boston had to be the red herring in this movie is because you could really do a whole national treasure movie just in Boston. Mm-hmm. If we're being honest. Yeah. Really? Here. I mean, that's that's the real the real heart of America right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. Wait, it mentions Ben Franklin. A toast he did. Toast? Cheers. It's at the Cheers bar. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> are you trying to pitch that you should replace it? You should do like uh, the Shia LaBeouf and Indy 4 thing. Yes. Just bring you in. I'll be the Crystal Skull provider. <laughs> wait, you just reminded me. I was going to bring this up earlier. They're making a National Treasure 3. Uh-huh. And my pitch for National Treasure 3, which has been in development hell for a, like a decade at this point. You go full Crystal Skull. Let's aliens. fucking go. Aliens. I, I, aliens is the move. They hint at Area 51 and all yes. that shit. Like, that yeah. is the move. You, you gotta, gotta go. do it. I, I have an idea. Because, like, the way you, like, 
like do like a whole trilogy thing is you have like Nick Cage in the position that his father was in in this movie. Like he's down, like he's like, he can't find the aliens. He can't find any <laughs> leads on Area 51. So now he's given up on treasure hunting and some like young, but like, like a young, like dude is like going to come in and be like, Hey, you got to remember what you, like made you want to like, Jonathan majors, the little kid yeah. or um, whoever else in the Disney plus show that's coming in. Like so, the Disney Plus show will lead directly into National Treasure yes, Three. This is the Wandavision to um, exactly whatever the fuck. Um, Why don't yeah. we have here's, the NTCU instead of Marvel? Yeah. You know, Here, what, here's another pitch. All right, we take National Treasure. It's been a PG franchise. Let's go hard R. Let's get the no, Logan. Ruins, let's no. get the Logan of the National. You've got to keep universe. this for kids. Nick Cage at the end of his ropes. He's just like I'm tired of this fucking history. You know that meme. You know that meme format of like the futuristic city, and like people said, like, what if this happened? Like, what if we found out what was on page forty-seven of the Book of Secrets? Like, yeah, that would be society. So that's it. that's got to be Area Fifty-One, right? It's Area Fifty. I think it's something. It's gonna be like the Crystal Skull dynamic. Remember, because like when Cape uh, Blanchett finds out in that movie, like what the aliens want, like she just fucking dies because she can't comprehend it. Yes, that's yes, what's gonna yes. happen. Like if we know what's on page forty-seven, we would just combust. You guys know. We're not you guys remember way more of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull than I think oh, that you probably that should. That was my fucking movie. Dude, I, I was, saw that in theaters. Yeah, I was like 10 years old. That was perfect timing. That was like that. an was early like, movie why? that I saw in theaters. And I was like, are movies bad? Yeah. Oh, no. Like, I don't want No, no, no. When that movie came out, I was like, Cinema's alive and well, my friends. Yeah. Like, me well, and my that mom was... had a movie talk afterwards. She was like, yeah, that wasn't very good. And I was like, yeah, no, that was bad. What happened? Take me back to Transformers. That was exact. That was about to say that was the year after Transformers. So Shia yeah. was on a well, fucking hot street. It's Spielberg produced Transformers, Transformers and right. he liked what he saw. And I guess. Yeah. One of him in Indiana. LaBeouf is good. That's a good. That's a really. But just like personal area. life, right? yeah yeah that's your that's your take that's a very like weird like three year run for him like transformers to filming indiana jones to filming transformers like disturbia is in there right yes that's a good movie i like disturbia great movie great hitchcock movie literally better than rear window i was gonna say it's (laughs) just rear window but not me i'm glad you said it though um is it brian cox that plays the guy next door or am i wrong about that oh is it I don't, I, I don't remember wrong. that movie at I don't all. remember. I, I do remember the Rihanna song, Disturbia, Ex- but I don't what, remember as much of. Uh, it's David Morse. Oh, David oh, Morse. Oh, David okay. Morse. Okay. Yeah. I was trying to think of like um, character actors because I knew it was yeah. like one of those. Guys. David Morse is so tall. He really is. He's a tall ass motherfucker. Anyway. Um, talk some silence. Do good. So Disturbia talk. So uh, Harvey Keitel. Um, old Sandusky. Good <laughs> the old results Sandusky. are in old. He is so good in this movie. The, we're we're kind of dancing around this this uh, uh, point that I've been trying to kind of land on. It's like this movie is definitely a hundred percent a kids movie, mm-hmm. yeah. but it it came in this era before kids movies were like. Random or like, um, it's a smart kids movie. Deadpool, I'm gonna shoot you in yeah. the butt. Well, they they those existed, but they weren't all that. 
like they weren't all like that. And that's another, you're right. That's another thing I yeah, want to talk about. It's, is, it's still like Kaitel and Cage mm-hmm. are playing this so serious. Yeah. yeah. They're but, not talking down to the kids well, that this movie's the audience. But is. they're still having fun. Yeah. I do have like a, like a mixed nostalgia for like kids movies that are really barely kids movies. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, not even really kids movies. Cause like, uh, like I, I, if you showed a kid like this movie today, would they watch it? Probably not. No, I can't I guarantee not. you they would not. You have to be like at least like If you showed a kid a movie today, I don't <laughs> yeah. think they'd watch They're it. Like, I'm going back no, to YouTube. Literally, I, I was gonna bring up my little sister because she's 17 and she's just like she does not watch movies. Like I cannot tell you the last movie we saw together. Wait, she's you. not a big fan of uh uh Seven Samurai? No, she's not. Uh, oh, but she loves man. wild strawberries though. Oh, what'd she think um, of the Snyder Cut? Uh she loved <laughs> she, it. I didn't know she had she, a four hour attention span for, for that. It. Yeah. But we were playing uh I saw her letterbox review of Days of Heaven the other night. Yeah, <laughs> she really enjoyed that. She made sure to watch before it uh what was her take on Solo? She um <laughs> well she wanted to like binge it as a four part Quibi series. So oh unfortunately taking, Quibi bought the rights to Solo or 180 days of Sodom and it just couldn't actually get yeah. there. But we were real bummer. <laughs> but we were playing uh Clue the other night because she told me she's like, I've never played Clue before. And I'm like, okay, well, we're changing this. You're gonna play yeah. Clue. And she gave up like halfway through. No. And I'm like, dude, it's General Custard. Like, what are you doing? Like, you know, <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> like, like, what kind of clue do you have? <laughs> or like what the what is this? General Mustard. It's Colonel Mustard. Colonel Mustard. Colonel Mustard. What, I mean, General, General Mustard is, is, is a, a real, real general. Was <laughs> he? <laughs> no, no, no. He said custard. That's the that's National I, Treasure Three. National Treasure Three actually also becomes a reboot of Clue. I'm simply just too galaxy brain for you guys. <laughs> um, General but Custard. Either way, she like she gave up like halfway through, and I'm like, this is like very in- not to be like an old person on the pod, but I'm like these fucking kids. Yeah. But, like. Truly, these fucking kids, like, they don't appreciate Clue, and they don't appreciate National Treasure. Like, what has society come to? I, I guarantee you that there are cinema kids out there. Yeah. They're just hard to find, you know? It's not... Um, yeah, I was at my local high school, like, right before the pandemic, because I just go to visit my old teacher sometimes. And my history teacher, where I watched this movie, like, 80 times with him when I was in high school. Nice. Um, and he has a cinema club now. And he like wanted me to go talk to them like about what? Like what do you want me to just say? Just like, to yeah, them? movies are good. Man. No, he's just like, well, just go vibe with the kids. I'm like, kids, one day you'll I, have a podcast. See, trust I, me. I try to heading that way. I try to push back a little bit against like just like kids these days got no attention span. Because also say, there's I'm like mostly kidding. I don't I'm not actually like also that. like <laughs> I the majority of people that are our age don't give a fuck about movies. They're like, right. I'll see like one Marvel movie in a theater a year and like that's it. Otherwise I'm good. I'll just yeah. like no absolutely well that's that's the other side of the point i was making is that like marvel movies superhero movies big budget movies have completely swallowed up anything remotely close to what this is you know this was a big budget movie for kids this, and i'm not even making a joke here this is kind of what scorsese was talking about and i'm not saying specifically national treasure i am the, i am but you are saying what that. if scorsese says turtle top get the fuck out of here i got national <laughs> treasure three well, fuck like pillars of the flower moon but i'm being honest like he is talking about like the death of like the mid-budget movie. yeah uh, uh, and this is also a it's a kid's big budget movie starring a 40 year old ugly man yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. that it's, a rich, it's an original yeah. story. I just realized that. 
no kids in this movie except for like the no. John, except John Jonathan Majors, but um, <laughs> yeah. but like that's it. <laughs> Backdoor <laughs> like, pilot to back, National yes. Treasure that, Plus. Yeah, that like there's one child in this movie. It literally he, he rocks it too. He, yeah. Oh yeah, that kid rules. But I mean, more importantly, Nick Cage is very effective, man. Like as a kid, I'm like hell yeah. I guess I guess like this is like what adults look like that are cool. in, in the <laughs> second movie. Cage like verbally assaults a child. Hell yeah, he at does. At the White yeah. House. That yeah. And the, the, the child's not, like trying to tell him. I don't him, remember this. Yeah, th- there's like, uh, th- what's his name from um, from Modern Family? Yeah, the kid is just like, your great, 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 great grandfather killed Abraham Lincoln. And he's just like, actually, if you read the book, then you'll actually see that there's a lot of like facts that aren't really thing. He draws a lot of conclusions that aren't really there. Run along, child. Run along. <laughs> yeah. I'm, so, I need to watch this again when I get home. Like I really need. To. It's not as good as the first one. It's 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 it's, a, it's essentially the exact same movie. Did you rewatch it recently? I did. I watched okay. it today. Gotcha. Yeah, it's it's pretty much the exact same thing. It it goes to Europe. Like they have like a yep. there's like they a get to France and uh, and Mount Rushmore. Yeah. I do remember that. But yeah. it's it's pretty much like beat for beat the exact same thing. In some cases, it's a lot worse. In some cases, it's a lot just, better. There isn't. Uh, stealing the Declaration of Independence level scene right. in the second well, one. Isn't Helen Mirren his mom? Yes. Right. Yes. Helen Which is Mirren. weird because in this movie they try to convince you she's dead. Yeah, no, right? she's dead. Okay, so that was another thing right? I was thinking is they definitely imply that she's dead. There's one point where um uh where John Voigt says something where he's just like, You did this and you drove drove your mother crazy, God bless her soul. And I was like, Huh. Wait, it's, it's, because, she alive? it's because she's yeah. dead to him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I always say that about people who I don't consider my family anymore. The the best thing about Book of Secrets is that it's the reunion that we always wanted of Ed Harris and Nick Cage from mm-hmm. The Rock. Yeah, bringing oh, Bruck, Bruckheimer right. had to bring the whole and dream where's team back. Connery? I forgot Ed Harris. For God's sake, where's, tired. Con- where's the con man? The last movie he made was League of Extraordinary <laughs> Gentlemen, which I think was. It's, before Book of Secrets, it's funny how much better of a villain Sean Har- uh, um Sean Bean is in National Treasure One than Ed Harris is in National Treasure Two. Just because Ed Harris, like, what is his deal? Like, he just has like nothing really going on. It's just like I am I'm no, blackmailing he, your family. No, and he's I'm, related to the Confederate guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that, but it's just like I just want to drag Cage down in the mud with me. He's a Confederate. I gotta say, as someone who hasn't rewatched this movie in like ten years, the conversations that are happening are making me like eyeballs emoji. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Confederate like, guy. Do you remember like, this? No, it's no, all about the Civil this. War. <laughs> oh God! I they do don't remember. touch on like you know the big themes of the Civil Ed, War Ed, no, at all. Ed Harris but, keeps being like, it was mostly about like it was states mostly rights. Yeah. It was mostly about trading and like like tax stuff like that was the- I, I had a teacher in middle school who kept saying that dude, she was like it really wasn't that much dude, about slavery i, I think it was i, I went up in north florida Goodwin. i went um, to school good. in texas and they had a whole section of the textbook devoted to talking about the civil war and how it was actually it. not about slavery mm. yeah i mean yikes <laughs> i mean I, I was lucky to have like pretty cool history teachers here, which if you live in Florida, you know how rare that yeah. is. Um, but yeah, it's very weird. It, it's very strange. And I'm, I guess, cause like what Ed Harris was the Confederate guy and he's a descendant of a Confederate soldier. Yeah. I really need to rewatch it. Cause I, I, I need to know what I'm talking the, about. The <laughs> other, the other thing about like a potential national treasure three is that at this point it's been over a decade. It's been like a decade and a half. 
So in a in a post uh, Trump America, in a post QAnon America, how do you do a movie that's rooted in like the the American uh, the 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 mythology? of america well and, like and the also that the, that the facade of america is a lie and that there's all these secrets running deep this movie i have this down i touched on it briefly uh before the podcast this movie like started a wave of conspiracy theorists and at worst QAnon kids in our generation well, of just questioning everything of seeing what's going on this movie is the reason why trump presidency happened at, oh my god at, at best if you made a national treasure three you could have made you can make like a really cool like genuinely like maybe the best of the trilogy kind of movie yeah like in the political landscape that we're currently in right right but with the current Disney of it all, yeah, I don't. They wouldn't go that they're way. So, they're so centrist. They're so like. I mean, they have like the fake like diversity thing. Yeah, but like you got to take an interest in science. If you, I mean, that's what Falcon and Winter Soldier like really proved is like they really don't want to make a stance on anything. God, that was such a slush. Nothing. Never gonna watch that show. Uh, Never. Gonna watch wait, it. wait, wait, hold on. I'm sorry. I have a question. So. In the beginning of this, is is Thomas Gates the founding father who who like initially? No, no, no. He's he is the 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 horse carriage driver of the founding father. Well, no, I know he's not a founding, but he's the one that's around during those times. Yes. Yeah. Do you, do you know who plays him? No. It's Jason Earls from Hannah Montana. Wait, hold on. Yes, I thought he looked familiar. Ah, he did look familiar. Yeah. I did not plays that. Hannah Montana's brother. Yes. What? Whoa. Plays Thomas Gates in this movie. Wait, hold on. I know. <laughs> Yo, you just blew my mind. I thought it wasn't Z Cannon enough you know, for this he movie. Has that, I'm not even kidding. He has that um disorder, not disorder, like a disease where he can't. A Jeremy age. Renner disease. No, he has the Benjamin Button disease. I'm not even kidding. No, I know. I know. He like, has he, he hasn't aged or whatever. Yeah. So that's why he was like playing Hamilton's brother yeah. like at like fucking 40 years old. He also does today. have Jeremy Renner face disease. What does that mean? Exactly? It, it means you look like Jeremy Renner. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, like, it's a tragic. It's like, are you and, calling uh, this man ugly? It's, what are you trying to say? It's terminal. <laughs> There's dozens of us. Dozens. There's uh, the Look, Jeremy Leonard I pulled disease. up. I pulled up his face. This is this man. No, it's that, not. That's, oh, it's not? That's not the guy. Yeah, that is not Jay. I know Jason Earls, and that's not Jason what? Earls. Is that not him? He's making some points when you turn the brightness up. There's well, there's is, more of a yes, clean is, shot yeah. of it. Okay. There's I was thinking of the shot like whenever him. he was like standing like over top of him as he's dying. And I was like, I recognize that guy, but I would never wow. realize that that's where he's from. Um that rules so before we get to the cage gories take a drink um oh wait i got a better shot there we go that's him yeah that's that's the good yeah Yeah. that's him um we got to talk about the. i didn't i didn't clock that i just saw it we got to talk about the epic climax of the movie which is they find the treasure underneath trinity church in new york city also we have to talk about our guy our guy riley gets one because daylight savings time that's right yeah 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 he had to sit there and just get like fucking dunked on all movie and just have to have little one-liners and be like history what i'm just a tech guy (laughs) whenever it's just like oh you guys don't know about daylight savings time whenever they're talking about like secret messages in our money in this movie i'm like this is real full-on illuminati shit me watching this as a 10 year old i was like this is this is a documentary literally not kidding like when i (laughs) when i was like in fourth or third grade like i was hitting on this girl in my class by like literally like, basically transcribing national treasure dialogue with the dollar bill <laughs> and i was 
like I'm like so if you fold the if you fold the bill or if you look at it with the water or like whatever and she was she was like interesting oh really like wow. yeah I see because like, you're I, a treasure hunter I I got my first kiss because of National Treasure. Oh, hell yes. And so it, this is a really, five-star movie. That, that, girl's, uh, movie. that girl's name, Senator Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> <laughs> she went on to be Hillary Clinton. <laughs> oh, uh, shit. I, yeah. Um, so, uh, no, another thing, whenever you just said uh, before the pod to pitch a sequel for this movie... The Lost sequel is it. It's too late now because nobody really gives a shit. There's worse conspiracies out there right now. But in 2010, 2011, you make an Illuminati movie, an Illuminati National Treasure. That's 3. that's called Transformers too, brother. <laughs> you could have beat the wave, and it would have made sense and possibly actually been like a movie that is uh, somewhat good. Um, is there not? Would there have been references to lizard people? Yes or no? Yes, and 100%. would and would, sure. and would well, those lizards would, be of a certain religion? Kanye would play a very pivotal role. In I, okay, there there is a movie about this already. It is of called the Angels and Demons. It's the Dan Brown. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, the which by the way, those are just movie. these, but for adults. The, yeah, it's the like, Da Vinci Code. Uh, sequel. Yeah, it's the yeah. same thing. Anyway, though, so before they get to that church. Uh, sort of like the the end of the second act area is when things got like pretty fucking convoluted for me. Like they they crammed so much plot in, and I was like, "How did I follow this when I was a kid?" Yeah, because they yeah like Bean has Diane. They get out. They meet up at like the Statue of Liberty. He fucking like he takes a fucking dive into the water, or whatever. Yeah, like, it's- he gets away. They don't. They're like they're being kept by him but then they get away and they're now working in cahoots with like the, who the feds like, yeah it's harvey yeah, Keitel. the yeah. feds but then it, by the way harvey Keitel's position at the fbi he's like he's like a historical guy <laughs> like that's his that's his job well, he's like the guy you call when it's a historical crime he must be the head of the <laughs> fbi because we learn in the second movie that he fucking knows about the book of secrets that the president has like he's one of like yeah historical crime alive yeah um, he's the historical <laughs> crime division of that it just so that that section of the movie though it just like Diane Kruger has a phone call with Nick Cage when Nick is being escorted by like the cronies and yeah. like they cram in so much information. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? They got to race to the because, finish, man. They well, got to get under be- two hours yeah, because it's over two hours. This movie's long as hell. So like that's that's the only moment where I'm really feeling like they they just didn't have time for this. So they just right. had to explain it all on a phone call. Yeah, it doesn't make I, sense. Everything that happens there because no. Yeah, because Cage then Cage is like working with the feds. He's undercover and everything. But the guys, they're just like, oh, yeah, we'll call up Sean Bean. And it's just things it's, get so wildly complicated over the course of like 15 minutes. Right. And then like and then it just ends up where like it all kind of gets undone because like somehow Sean Bean gets his hands on Diane Kruger and Justin Bartha and John Voight. Like, well, anyway. they all they all convene at the church. But yeah, we do yeah. get a great moment of uh, Nick Cage saying, I found the third door and <laughs> diving like. I don't know, 400 feet into the water. Yeah, that's a that's a big fall. You would you would die. I yeah, I you'd, did, have, you'd break legs. Like, yeah, yeah. I I mean, it's probably not the first time he's done that. This guy's a professional treasure hunter. He's made a few he dives spelunking every weekend. Yeah. You don't find a million treasures without making a few 
a uh, water, few <laughs> water, <laughs> breaking a few femurs. Um, so one thing I wanted to say about kind of like the structure of this movie is like this is like pretty much an action movie, but the action sequences are like the least interesting parts of the movie. Mm -hmm. The best parts of the movie are when they're kind of just like sitting around talking yeah, about when Nick these is, puzzles. Yeah, when Nick is just cooking. Yeah, they're solving yeah. these historical uh, uh, puzzles. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, that's what you're here for. And like, that's what drives this movie, which I think is awesome that like, you know, you, even as a kid, like I remember like being more, clocked into them discussing these yeah these uh these clues and whatnot than like the car chases it's also handled better i think even better than I, something like bbc sherlock like dealing with just a genius who just figures shit out because this is a guy who just he knows everything about one thing it's a really smart right. guy who yeah. has one area of specialty yeah, american Whereas history you watch sherlock and he'll be like oh uh I knew that you were there that night because I smelled a trace of a perfume that I happened to smell when I was three years mm -hmm. old. And He's like it, a ballistics you know, expert. Yeah, yeah, he just knows everything. So it's like, okay, well then you could, he could just figure anything out any way possible. Right. Like this, it's like, okay, this guy's whole like, deal is yeah. he knows history. So like, it's fine. Exactly. Like back to the Fast and Furious comparison is like in Fast and Furious, everything happens through car. Everybody expresses their feelings and emotions through car. Here, it's through American history. And conspiracy theories. Everything has to happen There's through tears that. in my eyes hearing you say that. <laughs> it's, it's it's the same thing. Um, okay, before uh, New York though, there was one quick thing I wanted to bring up about Philadelphia, which is so they do the whole water bottle thing. They have to go up to the 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 bell tower and find the spot. They find this brick in the wall that has the Benjamin Franklin glasses the in the hollow brick. My biggest thing with this is like. What kind of fucking pocket knife does Nick Cage have? That he carves through concrete yeah. that sat there for like hundreds of years. Just easily cuts through concrete. I'm like, I want that knife. That is, that is a treasure hunter knife. That is mm -hmm. a highly illegal knife. Like, <laughs> it's That is more probable to me than the fact that in Ready Player One, no one has driven backwards yet. <laughs> Way more probable. I don't know what you're talking... Ready Player One is a perfect and flawless movie. Some are saying that Spielberg's best movie? I don't know. Some are saying um, Spielberg is back, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because um, he he wasn't there when, yeah, he when was that back, movie was and then directed. the post he came out, and he was just like... Exactly. Uh, I'm, I'm I, I mean, again. he was there. Yeah. He, he was in the room. He said action. Yeah. Um, <laughs> One other thing about Philadelphia that we have to mention is Nick Cage gets his Tom Cruise moment. He gets he his runs. action star Nick Cage moment. He runs on the rooftop and jumps from roof to roof. Mm -hmm. I immediately thought of that scene in Fallout where he, yes. where he breaks his ankle. I was like, no, yeah. I did that too. And I was just like, do you think Nick Cage wouldn't admit if he broke an ankle on the set, like trying to run? Yeah. That's also not Nick Cage, but you know, I like to believe. Um, one thing that we haven't brought up yet is Nick Cage's wig. Yeah. It is the worst it's, wig I'm, I've oh, ever seen. Yeah. I'm thinking it's plugs. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm thinking because you wouldn't give him that balding of a wig. It's just like the hair that he has is really long because he got plugs. It looks 
god awful. Yeah, of course. Like, it looks like <laughs> shit. What are what other movies is God of War what the year after this? Lord of War. Lord of War, I mean. Yeah. Um, Two years, yeah. God of War is a video he, game series. He goes um, he goes on a little bit of a run after this. He tries to kind of like get back into his 90s mode and it just doesn't quite well, get there. Lord no, my War. question was more so like what does his hair look like in oh. Lord of War? <laughs> is the are, did the plugs like translate over at all or uh, because Lord of War and, if I'm not mistaken, The Wicker Man came out in the same year, 2005 or 2006, right? I think. Yeah. Well, this. Yeah. This is this is 04. This is 04. So like, it's not. Too, and he probably filmed like those two movies in 2005. Uh, no, Lord of War came out in 2005 along with The Weather Man. Oh, that's right. 06 was a busy year you for him. What? 06, he had The Ant Bully, World Trade Center, and The Wicker Man, which Dude. are all part of one trilogy. Yes. And then in 07, <laughs> holy shit, he puts out. What what order does Topher Grace watch them in? <laughs> in 07, he puts out Ghost Rider, Grindhouse, mm. Next, mm. and National Treasure Who 2. Who is he in Grindhouse? He's in one of the shorts. Yeah. Oh. Um, okay. Have you guys seen Next? Kind of a good movie. I don't know why. Like Nick Cage can see six minutes into the future, not a minute less than a minute more. And if yeah. and if the date makes it sixty minutes, then he gets to decide: does he keep the money or does he get a second date? Hmm. <laughs> Next. Great. I, oh, I remember being like, like just loving that movie when I got a yeah, dude. Like Ten years old. Or have you have you delved into reality shows on Z Cannon, like MTV um, mid two thousands reality shows? I had this conversation with the curate because like at, at certain point we're gonna like run out of movies. Yeah, I'll come uh, on. I'll come on for a next episode. Yeah, next Rube Raiders parental control next. Yeah. are all like lumped together in my parental head. control is insane. That's yeah. a psychotic. show. It's this <laughs> insane show where dads are always horny for like the fourteen year old girls it's that are awful. their sons are dating. It is the <laughs> most problematic shit ever. Uh, parental control or uh, room raiders is another wild show me and Gaia put on a clip from it uh the other day <laughs> it was just like on youtube one episode room raiders um, yeah it's a little earlier it's a little like more low budget it's like the it dudes like on the show are just so like they're the worst people ever like they're just like uh well you know like he's got a lot of books so i know he reads but he also has like three dead squirrels that are just like taped <laughs> to his wall so that's a little bit of a red flag and they see a guy and then they're like <laughs> it's like a guy uh one of the funniest things it was this dude with like a fucking like a neck beard this like really like nerdy geeky looking dude um and she walks in there and there's like she's like oh he's a cowboy hat so i bet he goes out in the country he's a big camper and everything i really like that and she ends up picking him and she looks so disappointed when she sees who the guy is Poor thing i think you guys are like we i don't really feel like the age difference too often but sometimes like you guys are like you watch the reality shows when i was still watching like disney channel yeah mm. like I, I i have never heard of any of these shows rock of love flavor of love that's vh1 well, the, you're these speaking a different language. Wow. Yeah, flavor, you weren't part of the flavor. Well, flavor I, movement. I, I feel you, Adam, because I have two younger siblings. Right. So the the bandwidth on the TV, it had to go to like Dora the Explorer and Phineas and Ferb. Yeah, I, and never, I, I couldn't like I couldn't hog the TV like we well, didn't have personal screens back then. I don't think I stopped watching Disney Channel until I was like or until I was like 2010, maybe like I was. Yeah, like that was my channel for like a long time. I like I because I watched a shit ton of like Nick and Cartoon Network and um, 
uh, Disney Channel Definitely and stuff like that. Definitely a lot of Teen Nick, like a lot um, of Drake and Josh. Yeah, and that's of, like, that was the thing. Was like I watched a ton of Teen Nick because I fucking loved Rocco's Modern Life. But I also I had older siblings, so like I watched like okay. Legends of the Hidden Temple and stuff like that. That was pa- Passion on, of the Christ. Yeah. Gas. Do you remember um, Nick Gas? Yeah, Gas. The, the, the game show thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I watched all that like constantly, well, like all I, the time. I but, used to watch a lot of game shows, like not um, like not like game game shows, but like uh, Amazing Race, Survivor. Mm, Big oh Mother. yeah, I used to watch mm, that show Survivor Man, Adam Nick Gas was my whole life yeah yeah For michael malley dude several years. yeah i i made them Fuck i got yeah. i got my sister a dvd of nick gas favorites that's so fun um it was hard to find it took like three months to arrive <laughs> Um. It, yeah. That those. They were actually the shot it it's, just for you. <laughs> that <laughs> mountain. That that, that, that the agro crag. That was in. That was here in Orlando. Yeah. Right? Yep. It was a universal. Universal. Yeah. I always wanted to go to the Nickelodeon resort that they had in Orlando, it's where they it was like terrible. No, I've heard that it's bad. But as a kid, like it's like oh my god, they have a water park in the. Uh, in I distinctly the hotel. remember instead of water, it's just slime. Which, in as an adult, that sounds like a nightmare. That just sounds like so sticky and gross. Well, I remember when I went um i we went under the like the you know the slime bucket in the water like they were just like slime like just a giant like bucket and it wouldn't tip over so all the kids were just standing there like waiting and it just like got stuck <laughs> and we were like just like like waiting for it anticipating it oh to get boy slimed they never got slimed. We never got slimed. Oh, that's a bummer. Okay. No, but what i was gonna say was uh because i had moved off of disney i'm just now uh watching through phineas and ferb it's, it's like show. a great show yeah phineas and ferb show. and gravity yeah. falls gravity falls is a fucking like a perfect television that's, show. that's cartoon really, network yeah though. yeah wait no no no. that's disney. disney that's disney. oh it is yeah yeah, yeah it's gravity disney. falls is disney yeah, yeah it's disney wow it's like, oh yeah. disney xd yeah it is it's disney xd yeah. and that's why nobody fucking watched it disney but xd I, has a few good ones like that ducktales um that, that's all I can think of. But yeah, <laughs> that's they, it. They, yeah. Oh, Star Wars Rebels is pretty fucking good. Fin- um, Phineas and Ferb to me carries on the spirit of SpongeBob. It's like really it has that it has it that kind pace of, to it. It picked up like when SpongeBob started. I, yeah, I, I never watched it because I was just older. You know, but man, it's good. Because I was having a conversation with this girl last night about like because usually like when it comes to like zillennial like dating culture, it's like we reference SpongeBob a lot. Like that's like a very universal thing you reference. But me and her were like referencing Phineas and Ferb, and I was like, you know what? It's kind of just as like easily referenced. Oh yeah, it's. I mean, it's great. I wish. I wish that I had the reference bank because like I, it's not as ingrained. Yeah, not at all. Like yeah. SpongeBob is just like too deep in there. Right. Yeah. But right. like, uh, yeah, that show like had the same like relatability. It had the same like sort of like adult winks here and there. I remember going to Epcot in like 2010 or 2011 with a Perry the Platypus T-shirt. And I was like treated like a god, like a celebrity. Because like, <laughs> like so many tourists were like, because apparently they, I got it like a Target or something. Yeah. And like a bunch of like tourists were like, what? Sh- like what shop did you find that? Yeah. At, Mike? I need like, it. I need it. My kids would love that. Mike. Like I just did like three different accents. But Harry the I, yeah, that was a wild accent. <laughs> like, like you did all of the different people from different countries <laughs> yeah. who were asking you. It about was actually very. You method. just did that every was- country that Sean Bean is from in <laughs> National Treasure. That was a very doofenshmirtz the- of you. <laughs> The last Dude, animated show that, like, I really remember, like, fucking loving, and this was in high school, uh, was Regular Show. Regular Show, oh, I right. was obsessed with Regular Show. I have a Regular Show t-shirt still. It's, like, two sizes too small for me, but I still keep it for I sentimental value. I think that value. was the one 
that I get referenced a lot, but that was like the first one of that era that was really past my time. Yeah. It's like, well, I mean, that's a show. It's like made for like teenagers. Yeah. Like if I showed yeah. that, if I saw that show whenever I was like eight, I would have been like, this sucks. Like, it's just well, like dudes talking, but they're like animals. Yeah. They're like high all the time. Well, like <laughs> my co-host Joey on AOK, like he's, um, I think he's like two years younger than me. And that's kind of the thing is I'm like two years younger than you guys. So it's like, that's what I'm talking about. It's a very weird divide. It doesn't seem like that much, but, but when it comes to like media, it is pretty. Yeah. yeah like the, the massive. amount of content has increased so much that like so many yeah. references are so beyond me. Film slam award winner, Joey. Yeah. Are you, are you talking about famed director, Joey? Oh yes. Well, <laughs> I was going to spike a tour. I listen, Hey, but I am the producer. So I got the reward. Yeah. You Not actually, him. you got to, take, you got home. to give the victory yes. speech. I <laughs> it's just like Joey, stand to the fucking side. You don't get to say anything. Spike will change the world of cinema Spike as we know it. It's actually just a money laundering scheme. <laughs> um, but I'm glad it won. <laughs> so Phineas and Ferb does these Marvel and Star Wars crossovers, I've right? Seen the Star Wars one, yes. What if they did a National Treasure one? I, yeah. uh, hey, that would hey, fit kind of perfectly. Actually, wouldn't it? Yeah, no, like, Ferb could wear like a little like Indiana Jones hat. Phineas could carry a torch. You know what's another genius thing about Phineas and Ferb is it doesn't go on for too long. What, it's only like four seasons long, I, and then they just do some specials. Can I just say, Ferb? I know what we're gonna do today. We're gonna help him steal the Declaration. <laughs> <of Independence. laughs> that's, that's so good. That's it. That's it. Mm -hmm. There's 104 days in summer vacation. Can you imagine like Nicolas Some Cage guest starring on there and like talking to what if, platypus? Yes. Let's do a, that. It's a platypus? It's <laughs> Perry the platypus. fucking space jam this shit. It's Nick Cage in the in the um that universe, that animated world, and Bowling for Soup does the entire soundtrack for the movie. Mm. Now we're talking. We're talking, baby. I'm in. So, any thoughts on the climax of the movie before? None, we none whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> we went full selenial canon there. Just completely stop talking about the movie. Uh, it's fine. I'm so sorry. That's the they find on every pod. They find the treasure. Uh, it's it's actually weirdly it's a good treasure. Almost like it's, it it's, happens. I mean, I like the fact that it's not a big CGI mess. Well, me too. But no. I, I admire it actually. Yeah. I there are also like three or four fake outs where you're like I think that's the exact thing yeah where they're like oh fuck there's no treasure yeah. wait a minute <laughs> and, then this, John, and then you're like wait there's still no treasure John, John Voight's like you know the real treasure is this empty room and the fact that we did it together. His father and son. The real, the real treasure is the friends that we made along the way. got me arrested. That's the real national treasure. Yeah. But um, it's, it's, it's fun, it's, you know? You can't, I mean, when, like, stealing the Declaration of Independence happens like a third of the way into yeah. this movie. So the fact that it doesn't fall apart after that is a credit to the movie mm -hmm. itself because nothing is going to hit that high. Well, it's, it's a credit it's still to able Cage. To sustain. Yeah. This is another thing that my girlfriend said because she had never seen it and she was like, I from the promotions, I just sort of assumed this was a movie about him stealing the declaration. Yeah. And that's no, it's like literally like the at what first that's end the of the first, first beginning of the second half. Yeah, like it's the, the first, MacGuffin of yeah. the movie. Yeah. Like it's not the the crux of the movie. No, not at all. I think when they're down in those caves, it looks pretty cool. You know, you can tell they built some sets. It's not yeah. all green screen. The treasure itself is very obviously green screen, but other than that, you know, they're carrying torches wait, and stuff. It looks cool. Wait, are you telling me they didn't find the lost letters from Alexandria? You're telling me there isn't a treasure in Wall Street? <laughs> yeah. 
that's that was a, something else that is I that thought what about. wall street bets is gonna really like go on <laughs> no, about about just I, like i'm i'm shorting gamestop now i'm going all in on national treasure thing is, no one saw wall street money never sleeps but if you mm, did you shia know. i've seen wall that's street money shia, never sleeps. Dude. it's a secret <laughs> sequel to national treasure if you if you watch it's not a good movie <laughs> it's actually awful it's um, so really bad. I, I watched that movie before i saw the first wall street and i was oh, like no. i was like oh this is i bought it on a whim at a blu-ray because i have a sick disgusting problem where i just find movies at like gas stations and i'm like yeah i'll add this to the collection it's shot have Bob. you seen the deleted scene of donald trump's cameo in that movie oh no oh, please oh like, my god like no. uh, gordon gecko's like getting a haircut and then trump like sits down the barber like chair next to him he's like hello donald how are you oh i'm doing great like it's just like and there's like, like a very stiff conversation about money and like hedge oh, funds. I'm no. Like, oh no oh no, no. <laughs> first he ruined home alone 2 and now he ruined wall street money never sleeps so i i have the same thought with the sequel with the whole mount rushmore location for the treasure but it's like how did nobody how did nobody find this like no literally. all you need is like some sonar to understand that it's like all hollow underneath trinity church and then underneath mm. mount rushmore like how did, the how did they one? miss this yeah how did the, nobody yeah, the, see that there's a giant, hollow, massive hall well, the first underneath one, Trinity in, Church? In the first one, it makes a ton of sense because that shit is so complicated. Well, in the second one, I actually think it's kind of plausible in the sense of like, if anyone ever tried anything, secured like security could just like kick because it's a national monument but like you can just go hiking on mount like on top of the mountains and mount but not like in the because it's not like in the exact like in the pillars of like this the president or whatever or something like that is national treasure 2 actually ripping off of uh north by northwest because they actually tried to investigate what was going on at um mount rushmore before right john turtletop got there yeah um no, I, because again, I haven't rewatched it in like many, many years, but I remember the sec, like the third act, the first two acts of the first movie are better, but I remember preferring the third act of the second movie to this third act. It's, it's pretty much the exact same thing. It's just a little bit more, right? Right. It's yeah. Just, it's because doesn't John Voight like have like an Indiana Jones whip and swing moment? Mm, the yeah. There's one? no whip, but there is a There's swing. There's a swing. swing. Right. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. All right. Let's get to the categories. So we have categories where we run through some of our favorite moments of the movie. The first category is best cage quote. We have to save the big one for last. The winner. That right. I mean, it's the but winner. We're but all thinking of it. There's a couple of nominees that I did want to point the, out. One the, of them. The toast is great. The toast one uh, that yeah. I boasted out uh, at the beginning of this is a really good one. Um, to high treason. <laughs> so good. So good. I, oh, I wrote and, oh, my personal favorite had their entrails cut out and burned. Yeah, that's a little a little cage moment there. I wrote one that I, I thought was really cool. It's um when they're in the um the signing room that I mentioned earlier in, in Independence Hall. He uh he's grabbing the the bifocals and he says uh, some kind of ocular device, a vision to see the treasure past. <laughs> incredible it's like, delivery it's got like a little poetic like yeah. rhyme scheme to it a little bit a little bit of a uh, uh, rhythm to it um one uh one that i really like uh it's just like it's it is very bruckheimer like this line could have just been in the rock and it would have just fit in great it says uh something i've noticed about fishing it never goes so well for the bait <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
That's good. That's a good one. Yeah. I like that one a lot. Oh, it, it is crazy because if you think about that, it's actually kind of true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we forgot to mention during the chase scene, one of the best scenes, it's like it's kind of played for laughs. But uh, when Diane Kruger is like running away and then she hides behind the counter and she's just like, I'm hiding from my ex-husband. She's like, yeah, the scary yeah. looking bald man over there. And That's a good have, Diane Kruger You have your, your stereotype like sassy black woman like, mm, I can see why you ran from him. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, boy. Yeah, it's like honey, ah. you can stay as long as you like. Yeah, <laughs> this I mean, every day in my look, deli. He does look like a felon. Like that man looks well, like absolutely. a criminal. Is this like is that the guy that like dies at the end? Yeah, like by falling. Yeah, yeah. and what then a bad day for that. And guy. then well, yeah, and then one of my favorite parts is Sean Bean. Like he he's like, no, we're gonna continue on. They're like, no, that's it's not worth it. And he's like, what? You think I value any of your lives as much as I do Shaw's? <laughs> <laughs> my boy Shaw is like well what about your own life Sean Bean you're going to you, Shaw like your soulmate um, this one uh, it's not a winner but I just love the um, way that Cage delivers it it's at the very beginning of the movie when they pull up and they see the ship they see Charlotte and Cage just goes hello beautiful <laughs> <laughs> Hot yogurt moment. I, That's that might be. The, I don't know if there's any like one other than the obvious one that we're saving, but like really, it's just every time he goes on a spiel about history, yeah, or like right. the importance of democracy, mm-hmm. or like preserving whatever the. Fuck. And then the music underneath it's just, it, it's like. It's I so, bet. I wonder what Aaron Sorkin thought about National it, Treasure. I'm pretty sure he loved it. Right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he, he, he like made a pass the on the script. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he might have punched it. There's definitely some moments in National Treasure too where it's just like. Did Aaron Sorkin like punch this thing over a little bit yeah. where he's just like very much talking about how like what makes America great? Yeah, but I, this is a res- I've been watching this is a, the presidency is a respectable. Position. I've been watching a lot of West Wing and there's a lot of it that just like you just roll your eyes at it so <laughs> yeah, hard. Of course, man. I didn't really do that in this movie that much. Me either. Well, it, because this movie doesn't get like political with it. Right. You know, it's it, not like yeah, being an American weird, is about right? voting Democrat most of the time. <laughs> well, it's it, it does because like you describe it to somebody and you're like, it's a movie about American history that's not political. And then you kind of roll your eyes at that conceit, right? Yeah. But the execution is really, really it good. works it works yeah. yeah like it's kind of strange it, it is a product of its time i don't think you yes. could make it now you it oh, wouldn't work not. nothing no. about this you could yeah make well because people would complain that they'd be like it doesn't make a stance at all right. it would have to right. yeah it would have to start addison ray and it would have to be about um, renegade yeah she's yeah, like she, she's like an abolitionist and she's like Undoing slavery, do you, do yeah, think by that like appropriating going to, it. Somehow. I was going to say Addison Ray undoes slavery. <laughs> yeah. So there has there been anything? That's the D plus show. The, has has the, there been anything announced about the D plus show? It's a younger cast. That's I, no, because I think that it's going to star like a young black child, and they're going to like touch on certain yeah. themes. It's the but Underground not, Railroad. It just came out, but actually. <laughs> Barry Jenkins, the backdoor directed. They, the back door <laughs> National they loved what he did with National Treasure, the D plus series. So they mm. gave him the Lion King too. It's, it's a clear. Yeah, the un, yeah. the underground Addison Railroad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All, All right. right, keep going with that. Keep yeah, going with that thread. No, 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 there's something else there. <laughs> keep going. No, Drew, follow this plot thread. <laughs> you're you you're on it. You're the on underground it. Addison. Where, where, like, the only way to move forward on it is to appropriate another dance from African-American people. <laughs> wow. And then do go. it on Jimmy Fallon. This is, this is galaxy brain. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Incredible. I don't like it. I'm just saying this is true. <laughs> this is. is what's happening in our country right now. <laughs> 
the best cage quote is i'm gonna steal the declaration of independence yeah, it's really good um it is <laughs> a whole what's your favorite, run is your favorite line reading of it when he says it under his breath um at the the pre-heist thing yes the, i'm gonna steal the declaration of independence absolutely mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it is. There's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of takes of that. Yeah, because he says like he like he, he says like I have to steal the declaration yeah. at one yeah. point. And but honestly, that might be my favorite Cage quote ever. Mm-hmm. Like out of all, might be his most iconic, just single quote. No, I mean, because that's what he was really like synonymous with, like his entire career. Like, I mean, that's why he was almost like a, almost unfairly, but like a laughing stock. Like whenever he got cast in a role, like you would see in the comments on Facebook, like a the gif reply of like, I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, It's funny because I feel like if like the Internet were around in the 90s, I feel like that would have happened with Face Off more like oh, Face Off. I mean, of face course. Off, yeah, face he was off. in. Yeah, he was in like wildly huge when, movies. It's just. Yeah, this is for the Internet generation, yeah. because also it was all it was young people that it was geared toward like. Andy Samberg's uh, impression he did on Weekend Update. Right, did he come on for it? Um, yeah, he did eventually for Get in the Cage. Um, yeah. But that segment always included Nick uh, saying he was going to pull off some ridiculous heist thing by mm-hmm. the end of it. Yeah. He was like, I'm going to eat the president of the United States. <laughs> I, I apologize. I haven't listened to the episode, but you guys said Face Off, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. um, Incredible movie. Yeah, because I, I, I was waiting to rewatch it. I haven't had a chance yet. But like, did you guys have the quote on there where he's like at the beginning in the airplane when he's like... Um, if I let you yes. suck my yes. tongue, yeah. I think that that was. I actually think that that was my pick for the quote yeah. because let me rephrase. It, if, no, I, let me rephrase it. if I allowed you, if, if I were to kiss, if I were to buy you flowers, where would I? No, let me rephrase that. If I were to allow you to suck my tongue, <laughs> to be grateful, it's I, so good. It's I, perfection. I remember watching that in high school for the first time, and I like when he said that my life was changed. Yeah, like it was. Really great. I I used to use that line on every Tinder date that I had. What happened? Well, I found my wife. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, and she was grateful. And she divorced and you, you. And you know and what's funny? If you didn't now, meet her, I would not be on the pod today. That's true. Yeah. Uh-huh. My wife of the future. Um, next cage gory is best cage moment. Any nominees? I I think I have one. I don't know if it's, if it's the best, but it's one that really resonated with me. It's right at the beginning of the movie when they find the pipe thing okay. and he just cuts his finger open That's yeah, a good one. to and, uh, like put the blood all and over that it motherfucker to, bleeds. Yeah. To read the, the inscription on it. I was like, oh, we're we're doing this. That's what kind of guy really this is. good acting by John Bartha just in the background, just like looking horrified. He's just like, oh, my yeah. God, like fucking. And we know how sharp that knife is because he uses that same knife to cut through solid concrete later very, on. In the like, screen, <laughs> so very like screenwriting 101. <laughs> like we need to set an example early on. The links he'll go to to mm-hmm. get the treasure. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's a great moment. He doesn't even think twice about it. I actually I do that every time I go and donate plasma because they need a little sample. So I just bring my own knife and I'm just like, don't worry, guys, I got this here. <laughs> I think uh, him initially hitting on Kruger was pretty great. That you was know, really good. Yeah, him just bringing. Oh, it seems like you're you're missing a pin here. Mm. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He think- doesn't cage out much in this it's movie not as much of like a seek or like one moment but like that entire high sequence where he's like he very like just effortlessly goes through security then goes right to the bathroom gets in the tuxedo yeah like it's such a yeah. cage 
like it's it's so perfect like yeah in that moment you really understand like okay yeah i buy him as the heist guy like i get it mm-hmm. yeah i just i mean yeah that whole sequence in between that getting shot at and using the declaration of independence as like a bulletproof so, shield you know, for him that is sneaking great. out yes camp. sneaking um, out through the that's an shop. image that's just like well, burned in i my see mind. i wrote that down too because that is a great example of a script that has been looked over a lot like if you're including right. like facts about the declaration like it's in behind bulletproof glass in the plot like yeah. it's crucial that's very cool but it's also like very plausible like that, yeah, that could course. happen yeah it is yeah, in yeah. My, like uh anyway though since we're the quote is so obvious and is such a runaway i think that the most the cagiest moment could definitely be the toast yeah because he does go a little cage in that yeah. oh yeah. For, for this movie he goes very cage yeah. like Entrails cut out and burn. His yeah, and like the my personal favorite, and like the way that they're looking at him, where Kruger's like, "I'm horny, but I don't want to be." Yeah, <laughs> and then the other guy's like, uh, "Who the fuck are and you?" That's the same way I feel about every one of these cage movies that we want. You mm-hmm. keep saying he's like not attractive. I agree with you, but I would still I'd let him do some. Things. He has he has cagier moments in the sequel. There's yes. multiple moments in the sequel where he yells like he I, goes full cage in the yeah. sequel. I have not seen the second one in like ten years, but I remember the Buckingham Palace scene yeah. to like a T. Like wrong about us. Yeah. Wrong about Hello. us. Like, I, Diane Kruger <laughs> is a lot better in the sequel. Like she's given more stuff to do because I, like they're able to fight with each other and it's not just Cage just being like, Shut up, shut your little mouth, shut up. Do you think it's because she really thought when she was making the first one that like she was just making a like a box office bomb and then when it was like good yeah she, she just like, like oh. phoned it in yeah. well the the second movie only happened because this movie did well like it was yeah, never yeah. supposed to they never in a million years thought it would be that's why they just like Definitely. remade it essentially exactly i if i'm gonna throw out another moment i really like the the scene where they're examining the declaration and they're just kind of leaning over it very carefully putting the lemon on it and breathing on it the best john voight moment is and that seems like yeah when he realized that that was good acting (laughs) there's a lot of like really great moments of just that like him like he takes a dollar bill or the declaration of independence and like just shows like okay but here how sick is this like what if we did this and he's just like showing them something cool just like told you you need heat i think maybe that's why it's a good kids movie is like that's something that interests kids like oh i know what a dollar bill is i yeah. can do that after we got out of the movie yeah it's, it's just it's it, like science fair stuff like yeah. third grade science fair yeah. Um, yeah another cage moment that i like is later on with the dollar bill where he's like uh let me see that hundred dollar bill that i just paid you with then the store clerk is like she's like no, no. no. oh yeah also <laughs> love the old urban outfitters the old urban outfitters logo yeah oh i didn't even catch that yeah that's where they're shopping at it's just like the old like where it's like looks almost like Swag. shitty yeah. comic sans he comes out wearing like stussy <laughs> i love that she comes out getting... wearing like a shirt with just like a girl uh with her tits out smoking a cigarette yeah. she just falls in love with him in that scene like in the changing room like that yeah that's right oh, is that ever is said canon right yeah Looney, that? uh the the changing room scene yeah changing like that like the t- the, the sexual tensions like there yeah you're but see- it's never been higher yeah, no, you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you just you, you're seeing their you're seeing their tops and their bottoms and nothing yes. nothing valuable and they're they're talking while changing not even necessarily looking at and they're other. poking it's, their it's always out. something kind of related to a relationship or something yeah. just like have you ever uh loved said i love you before and, and she's like oh you'd be surprised and there's yeah. like said it. have you ever said i love you to multiple people yeah, very before pg conversation yeah. you know, um, are you a virgin <laughs> like, cage is like you fucking dirty whore yeah. just leaves 
<laughs> you know, um, you know, a movie this scene happens in. I know you'll know, Ernie, is Looney Tunes back in action. It does. Oh, yes, yeah, yes, it does. Hell uh-huh. yes. And in that one, it's even more campy because the, it's like the classic like divider thing, like the you know the zigzaggy divider yes. th- between them. I want to try to cover that before we uh, before Space Jam: A New Legacy. Nice. I, yes. That's a classic movie. Absolutely. Yeah. I will. Yeah, that was that was another one of the only tapes my grandma had. <laughs> so yeah, I just I, I watched it so much. I remember seeing it at the Wakaiva Riverwalk Theater here back in like mm-hmm. oh, oh 04 is that when it came out? Nice. Yeah, that was a yeah great movie. Will we do Brendan Fraser for our next actor uh, series? That's a good. Brendan Fraser is an interesting one. Like that's, that'd be. A, I would get sick of it. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say there's a lot. There's weirdly gonna be more lows than there are well, in this Nick I'll, Cage. He's series. also just he's a guy who makes less choices. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say is if for some reason you guys do that, I'm calling for revengeance because I want to talk some furry vengeance. What, what is? Re- do you guys not know furry? Oh, I I have never seen. He it. is like a he's like a a CEO of a fucking company or something, and like he's like gonna tear down a forest, and then all all the animals like attack him. Isn't it like awful? It's it, well, it's bad. Yeah, it's very. Bad. <laughs> like I heard this. He like, literally oh wears gosh. like juicy, like uh, like ass shorts say juicy on it, and uh, he gets like stung by bees, and his face is like in, like just inhaled. Like the I just want to watch George of the Jungle. It, that's a mm. great movie. Furry <laughs> Vengeance go. is just a it's a terrible movie, but I like want to talk about it. Hey, he's gonna be in the new uh, Steven Soderbergh movie. Hey, and the new uh, Aronofsky. Yeah. Oh, that's mm. right. The whale thing. The, oh the Fraser Sans is on us. Next category is good cage or bad cage. Great this, cage. This great is very good great cage. cage. Yeah. It's also the, it displays uh, his best broad acting yes. that, I, that we've he's seen. He's toned so far. down, but he's not like yeah. on autopilot because he's he's actually he's very broad in Con Air, despite that movie being so wild. He's playing he's very like down the middle yeah. character, um, and this is a way better performance than that in my opinion. Where like he is he's carrying a lot more of this movie. It's also, he, it's a better script this is weirdly the, enough, yeah. which I feel like most people probably wouldn't say that, especially like a generation older than us. But like this script weirdly makes more sense than the script for Con Air. <laughs> I, I really think that this is the most like accessible every man character he's ever played. Like yes. he's never yeah. been more like dad digestible. Than Aside he from been. like being a cuckoo, uh, treasure hunter conspiracy guy. Well, but even so, he does it in a way where it doesn't spawn from crazy. Because it's even, what's that one line where he's like, what's like, a, like right before crazy, it's like what? Passionate. Passionate. Yeah, passionate. Yeah. Great line. That's a good, that's a good line. That is a, that that is a, a really, that is really a good, good line. line. And yes. it, 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 it contextualizes the character in a way that it rationalizes every decision he's making. Exactly. And again, it really helps that like he doesn't come from a place of like, being insane or like wanting it for the fortune he literally just cares about the history of preservation at one percent yeah it's, it's cool yeah i yeah, just go ahead and take the two percent so i actually did have one thing before we go on to the next cage category so one percent of like the world's law la- largest fortunes like it's what we're assuming this is like a few like billion dollars hundred a billion of yeah. dollars like right um they say in the sequel that they were like, yeah, I burned through that $5 million so fast. Well, they didn't keep all the treasure. No, no. They got 1% of the treasure's value. If they only got fucking, so 1% of 
times five, five million, million. It's five hundred million. Five hundred million. That shit is worth a hell of a lot more than five hundred million dollars. Like, are you kidding me? That's that just is plot contrivance to return to the status quo for the sequel, so that they don't have to. <laughs> the status quo, I, Hunter. No, the status but, quo. But no, my next question is: it's it's a blank check uh, thing, like the movie Blank Check, where uh, oh, in, wow. in the movie Blank Check, he buys a castle. Uh, in the suburbs of this neighborhood, along with everything else a child could possibly desire for one million dollars. <laughs> in reality, that castle costs like ten million dollars yeah. alone. And this thing at the end of the movie, they buy a fucking castle. We're left to assume that that was like five mil. And we like, a cheap castle. Yeah. We only <laughs> refer to that movie as the one where the eight year old like makes out with a 30 year old FBI agent. At the end. Look, I mean, hey. <laughs> like- some people say like that it's it's actually like it did it first before uh before the classics before the graduate yeah absolutely some people say that the graduate was actually inspired by i actually blank watched check. recently the cisco and ebert review for blank check and it was really funny are they Where they big high on it ebert said it was trash and cisco was like it makes the kid feel like the smartest person in the room <laughs> that movie was very important to me as did a they child. review kubel <laughs> Oh my god. Cisco was they? definitely dead at that because he died in like the nineties. Yeah. Coincidence? Think- no. <laughs> Ebert is just like okay, Drew, this movie caused nine eleven. Yeah. I'm not gonna elaborate on that. Well, I, I actually I need to look that up. I need hold on. Can someone research? I'm, like, I'm Ebert, looking it up right now. Ebert Keeble. Like I just want to know. Ebert Keeble. <laughs> Ebert he gave it two stars. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna name my son, Ebert Keeble. He gave it two stars. Yeah, he gave it two out of four. Your name after the two ah, that's not- man I've ever known. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's he not was, bad for like a kid's uh, movie. He got hit hard by 9-11. He wasn't in the right yeah. headspace. Ebert or Keeble? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Roger Ebert published this review on October 5th, 2001, boys. I took him a whole month to recover. Next category is how many cages out of 10. This is how cagey is the performance. I think it's pretty low. It's, like it's, a it's under a five. I'd give it I like think a it's five. under a five. Four. Yeah, I think it's like a three to a um, four, honestly. Like he an everyman. One to ten. Oh, one to how, ten? how cagey? Like yeah. how caged does he get? I, it's pretty low in my opinion. Like he face is off is, so you know, think face off. Face off is a ten. Um, okay. Vampire's Kiss is like a fourteen out of ten. <laughs> okay, so if like because you're right, the extremes are like just so high. Like yeah, the is so high. He's gone so far. This is okay. Yeah, now I know. What you're I'm leaving like a three. Um, if not, it I'll could go- even be like. Four, just on the, because like again, the the whole like um, I'm gonna sell the Declaration of Independence thing is so like infamous mm-hmm. that I feel like that alone gets it like an extra point. Yeah, so I go four with it. That's fair. Yeah. Um, are we doing recaging? Yeah. What is that again? Yeah, recaging. Who couches. who so, could you put in this role? Oh, this is a tough one because, like I said, he wasn't miscasting this. He does an incredible job, but people could do this it's not irreplaceable no i mean it come on because like 2005 that was like really he's that's his mr or 2004 that's like right before mr mrs is he too hot no you buy him as a historian let's see how old is (laughs) lc yes (laughs) (laughs) okay how old is lcj now could he play this part He's 48 now. Okay, cool. Yeah, he, oh, then he's have perfect. Have you seen he's the right movie Orphan? If you have, it's that exact scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually I true. Was, he's, yeah, he, he, yeah. I was he trying to Jason think through like disease. kind of kids movie guys. Like, could Tom Hanks do this? If, movie? Well, I mean, if we're doing, well, he did. I mean, yeah, he, yeah, did, he literally did. It, we, just the adult if we're doing like it. kids movie guys who are like like still middle-aged dudes who like run kids movies it's like james marston 
Oh. Who like I would hate it to see I, this. James I, Marsden is so nothing. I don't dis because we did a what is it, 27 dresses on the on the pod and just like a whatever movie that Kira loves and it's just like but and James Marsden's like fine. Like yeah, he's, he's not a bad you know actor. It, he's you know not what? a bad actor. He's not a good actor. So yeah, like, exactly. That's great. <laughs> he's an this, actor. If this <laughs> was actor. instead of being a big budget movie, if this was like a decom. Oh. Paul Giamatti is the person Wait, you would have for the villain. Paul Giamatti in a oh, instead of Sean Bean. In, instead of Sean Bean. But if this yeah, is Paul Giamatti Dis- ain't in no decom. He's in bi- a big fat fucking liar. Yeah, but like it, I'm saying, <laughs> he like is he, producer Marty Wall because he'd just be like the hamming it up. If it is a decom and it's like more like zany and that's not a, as that's wild. A choice for your next uh, your next actor is Paul Giamatti. That I love some Paul is Giamatti. He might have to go on the bracket. He's run the gamut. Like he's yeah. been in all of types of shit. That's I, a good one. Because I mean, you could do like side. Sideways and Big Fat Liar like back to back like what a double feature mm-hmm. one episode just of the one pod. episode yeah. um, <laughs> I, I don't know who you could put in this role because Cruise my, my Cruise my always thought, comes up a young us like well, a 90s Cruise because then it would be an action movie wouldn't it like a full yeah movie. he would want to do but some in the crazy 90s shit. I'm thinking more like Jerry Maguire he's really good at convincing okay, people that's of shit. Right. he's so good at convincing people and that's what this movie really is I don't know if I buy Tom Cruise as a historian and as like the he would want to do a Scientology of Tom Cruise, movie actually Okay, because like on paper, I don't know if I would buy Nick Cage's one either, but I would that's buy true. I would buy that Tom Cruise being super into one thing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly. I yeah, yes. right. You know, what? I'm into it just because I want to see like Nick or uh, Tom Cruise just like sprinting around it's historical hard to cities. Hunter to not see something with Tom. Cruise. I know that's true. I'm, I'm just in the <laughs> you know what you son of a bitch. I'm in, and <laughs> I should tell you guys, I actually am moving down a little bit south of here so that I can live outside the Church of Scientology just in case I get random. Tom Cruise. The, the thing about this character, though, is that this is a character who cares deeply about the core of America, the the mythology of what America represents. Oh, I, I see where you're going with this. I don't think that Tom Cruise gives a shit about that. I don't oh. see him selling I don't think, anything I don't about America. I know where you're going with this, Ernest. I well, you, have you seen Tom Cruise's speech they gave at the Academy Awards the year after 9/11? Yes. I did I, after Adam recommended it to me. Great, great speech. Um, it's a great, like, it's you, he cares about America. I know where you're going with this. You want Tim Allen in the lead role. <laughs> hey, he's going to mythologize. Have you, have you seen Last America. Man Standing? The man cares about America. Yeah, I don't, I don't a little too much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, but here's, here's the thing about Cage here is like, I, I said this earlier, like he has a sincerity to it. He, he, yes. he sells it without like going overboard but you can't go the other other direction you can't go in the ryan reynolds direction and just be winking at the camera all the time right, because right. that would make the movie you have to fall play it straight too. i think Cruz is a good pick the question man. is in well okay Cruz so as an obsessive is just like going I mean, no matter of, what going yeah. off like, of your tim allen idea though what if we make a very problematic national treasure three and tim allen plays the john voight role i, sure. I could dig it yeah. yeah no i i really could because you know, I mean, it's already home improvement, right? Like, but he's instead of like, yeah, it's like, it's like or Nick Cage it's shows up with the Declaration of Independence. and You could just hear him just go like, whoa, I'm, I'm just looking at who else was hot in 04. Like who else had other big movies? Owen I was going to say not attractive. Owen hot. I, you know what? Owen Wilson I could be fun. Like that, if he, well, he was in a movie that sort of was in a very similar vein, which is Night at the Museum, because yeah. that's another kids mm. movie ben that Stiller. plays. I was thinking Ben strongly. Stiller actually. Um, um, I, I'm not buying either of those guys in this. This, this is too silly. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm, well, you know who I'm buying, and if we're talking just like a, a guy who's fast talking and good at like convincing people, shit is Cooper. 
Be Coop. Yeah. Be Coop. I thought well, you were going to go with was, Eddie Redmayne. He was very, um, he, he was very like, uh, wait, what's the actor again? Oh, Bradley Cooper. He was very like passed around for uh, the role of Indiana Jones when they were talking about rebooting yeah. it. Not so much. Because now they're doing Indiana Jones 5, but before that it was like Chris Pratt, which I can't see, but no. uh, Bradley Cooper. Those were like the two that were always thrown around with that. I don't, yeah. I, the thing is that I don't want somebody like super charismatic. I don't want a Chris Pratt or I don't want like The Rock in here. I don't want somebody where it's just like it becomes a movie about them. I mm-hmm. Actually, I got one. Let's get a Denzel in there. It, again, a lot of charisma. Hey. He's, he's too it, charismatic. Yeah, that's the thing is like it just I'm just going to like not like he'll just be talking like say, I don't give a shit oh, what he's even saying. He would face no resistance. Yeah, anyone. they're like, <laughs> sure. No you need to you need the declaration. That Here makes, you go, I mean, it Denzel. makes sense why Dan, it, Diane no, Kruger is just infatuated right away if it's fucking <laughs> I Denzel. Think I, I think I have the perfect like every man. Mm-hmm. We got a Matt Damon for you guys. I could see Matt Damon, Damon can do it. Damon is Damon's Damon probably the best choice because he, he is a such zoo. a blank slate. He and did he buy did zoo. buy a zoo. Yeah. <laughs> They'd have to give him the right wig for this role. <laughs> right. You gotta pick the right wig for Damon. He has to look a little schlubby. You know how he looks in Team America as the puppet? Like exactly. Like that, like yes. live action. Yes. And of course, uh, my my bit my uh addendum category to recaging is the worst possible recaging and the winner. Is James Franco <laughs> moving uh, on? Franco. <laughs> yeah, I think the worst. I thought it was gonna be Woody Allen. The worst recaging would have been Mel Gibson, I think, because mm. this feels like a Mel Gibson. It could have been almost. a Mel Gibson I mean, movie. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's plausible, but it's terrible. that. Yeah, because he's you know he's patriotic. Exactly. That's and what I'm he was yeah. in the Patriot in ways. The same. So, like, it could have happened. The Patriot came out this year, God didn't it? Didn't thank, come out. Thank God before. he went ahead and did Passion um, of the a, Christ. You might be right. It might be. You know, it is. I think it is this year. Yeah. Um, that was supposed to be his Oscar. No, wait. The Patriots 2000. I think you think of the Alamo. Is that what you're thinking of? Is no, it- Passion Passion of the Christ is 04. I is it Passion? Was- yeah. Um, the the other one that would be terrible yeah, right. is uh, Will Ferrell. <laughs> well, again, it's the same thing. I don't want a comedian in this part. Yeah. It's, I don't no. want I don't want anybody too funny. Unless it's like a comedian that can like do both. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, well, somebody who, like, I know can be... Like, Will Ferrell, I mean, I fucking love the guy, but I don't want to just see him being just purely the straight man. You know what? I feel like this would have been a good vehicle for, like, a Jim Carrey to, like, kind of, like... Yeah, it's, like, enough... Because, like, Jim Carrey, like, in Eternal Sunshine and, like, all those other movies where he plays it kind of straight, he does a really good job at, like, selling it. And I could kind of see him as, like, a historian person. This, I mean, this honestly probably would have been maybe the audiences would have been more perceptive to Jim Carrey whenever he tried to make the dramatic push if he would have had a movie like this yes. before he went full serious exactly that's what I'm saying um, like, like I this think is, it would have been a good vehicle for him yeah 40 something Robin Williams yeah can, How old was he like when this came out? Like in his fifties. He's he was mad old. He was right. he was like borderline sixties. Right. Yeah. Okay. So. But, but again, it's it's zany. That's the thing. It's like so. You, this would have been like. But a, he's he can he's he can not play zany it, yeah. always. Like he's an Oscar winner. I, mean, I know, but it's Robin Williams. He can chill. Even in like in the in the scenes in Jumanji where he's like after he's been out of the box for a while, he's pretty. Yeah, he just played pretty straight. Yeah, yeah. So I could see that. I could see that. If we're going actress, uh, an actress who's played a role in which she has to do a ton of talking and convincing is Kristen Bell. In um, what's the word gender swapping too? I'm saying if we're going actress, okay, right for for the yeah, if we're gender swapping, um, Julia Roberts. 
Yeah. That'd be good. Yeah. Julia Roberts yeah. is a good one. That's that, like that she, she, that makes like perfect. too much sense. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she had wattage back then. I mean, Nick Cage is basically the Julia Roberts either, of being an ugly uh, actor. You, you either got Julia Roberts or Angelina, Angelina Jolie. It's it's one of the two. Yeah, I sure I, hope I don't want it. I sure hope I it's Julia Roberts. I don't want it to be Angelina Jolie. <laughs> well, because she already did the Tomb Raider. Like, what do you think of new Angelina Jolie movie? <laughs> Oh, I really they, didn't think about it. I was like, what they is have um, those who wish they, were dead. It's not awful good. title. It's not a great, it's not terrible either, but it's not great. Um, the last cat cage gory is the hot yogurt scene. Um, this is the scene in which Nick Cage had hot yogurt poured over his toes. I mean, I feel like we already said it a few times, but yeah, the, the, toast, the, the which one, the toast, like the, the toast, scene. yeah. Well, no, no, because it has to be where he's like aroused. Oh, then maybe the um, the scene in the changing rooms. Okay, almost. but the thing is, more than anything in this movie, he's aroused when he finds a clue. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's why my nominee was the the signing room scene where they're using the bifocal lenses. The to signing look at room, the, the opening scene in the mm-hmm. ship where he's just going right. back and forth. Anytime he gets a cipher in front of him to dis- to decipher. Yeah. He has to be. The the ship one I don't think is as much just because he's like he's still kind of bummed that there's nothing on the ship. He has to be like heightened. He has but to he be gets like, so excited real quick when he starts getting into his head the pen. When the he pen. I think when he's like fondling the dec- declaration. Exactly. When he has it like out of the out of the pack and yeah. he's just like holding that bitch. Yeah. That was <laughs> I th- my I think he his dig is on heart. That was my moment pick too. Okay. All right. Well, I think that about does it. Um, we've talked a lot about National Treasure, an amazing movie. This might be the longest one of the series. What is our runtime at? Uh, no, we've gone longer. Oh, have we? Yeah, we've gone plenty longer. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Um, but, um, it deserves it because (laughs) this is a great movie. I love this movie from when I was a kid. I had a great time rewatching it. Not the cinematic masterpiece that I remember from my youth it is i disagree <laughs> it's, i mean it's not that but i thought that honestly i was worried that i was gonna watch this movie and realize that it was like really bad i was worried too and yeah. that i was just had nostalgia for this movie because yeah. it meant a lot to me as a child but like it does actually hold up pretty well and it's run tomato score on this thing is rough it's um, like 40 something yeah 46 no, percent really? Because yeah. it's very accessible. I'm kind of I, I know that's that. what was kind of shocking to me that like so many people saw this movie whenever it came out and were like, "Fuck this movie." <laughs> <laughs> They're like, it doesn't, to, "It doesn't speak enough about the Iraq War." Yeah, exactly. In. It's trying to like sell the American propaganda. This actually this fits into my American propaganda letterbox list. Yes, you and Another your letterbox. List. I know. You I know. Your I'm, list, man. I'm I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. Yeah, I was sitting at the bar with Ernie on Sunday, and he was just like. Oh my god! At the bar, making do you it guys know? Yeah, we so made funny. a list together. Like, like popping bottles and like making letterbox lists. What a life! What a life! <laughs> real quick, my life a movie for real. Do you know it? And it goes what? in this list in particular. <laughs> you guys know what the Metacritic is for National Treasure? I'm guessing in like the 30. 39. Yeah. Yes. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I don't give a fuck. Rating, like six. Uh, 6.9 user score. Oh, yeah. So, fuck the critics, okay? 6.9 out of (laughs) (laughs) 6.9. Crazy. Um, all right, let's wrap it up, boys. Adam, please let the listeners know about everything you got going on. Please plug away. Um, okay. So, yeah, I mean, I, you can find me on my pods. We got uh, aggressively okay. Um, 
taking a little bit of a break right now because we won the film slam. Congratulations. Over yes. Congrats. I was there. Order I saw Spike winner. on the big screen. The way it was meant to be seen. The world <laughs> is forever you, changed. You reopen movie theaters. I really <laughs> Chris you know, Nolan tried and failed. Well, you know, it's funny. The CEO of AMC and Regal like really came to me and were like, listen, we need to put this on all of our screens. We mm-hmm. need to have it open. Uh, yeah. Have you guys already remixed it for Dolby yet? Or? We were working. We're okay. really working tirelessly. I'm, well, I'm waiting until I see it in D-Box because I feel like that's the way it was intended. That's yeah, because you... like you you really feel like you're going to be headed in the same scene. That yes, yes. In, yes. In all seriousness, though, Spike fucking rules. Yeah. And I'm so <laughs> proud of you and Joey uh joseph salmon your co-host yes movie fucking rules i do want to say i i have been promoting it a lot but i do want to give him a lot of the credit because he did direct it his his baby and i'm just super proud of him he's i've known him since he was a wee little lad and i'm really happy to call him not only my co-host but just the director of a really fun movie that i attach myself so so you won film slam and now it plays at next year's florida film fest okay so if i'm not mistaken there's another film slam at the end of the year where they have like all the winners from each film slam to see which one which one wins that one there you go okay if i'm not i could be wrong about that yeah i know i i read something like that and then all the directors fight to the death yes so they um, hit each other with their films and all i'm saying is like you guys gotta square up because we're we're not gonna let you guys just take it from us like Oh, the world needs to see this movie. We're yeah. we're <laughs> planning on entering Roscoe's Patience, which is uh, I got to recut film it. that Ernest yeah. made starring all of us when we were 18 years old. Hell yeah. <laughs> I got to find the lost footage. <laughs> um, you guys can also find me on uh, Zillennial Canon, of course. I feel like we've referenced in a lot. This this, this is a Z Canon movie. Well, yeah. That's why it came on this the spot. It's a crossover episode. I was, I was going between like this face off and kick ass because I love all those movies, but like. There's just, I mean, I can't yeah. deny. Like, this, this is, is the, the Jimmy one. Timmy Power Hour of it's this real. entire series. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is the cross. Yeah, I mean, we had Kira on for Moonstruck, not a Z Canon movie, not but at all. but she loves Italian. It's so a it's uh, for her X Canon. I don't. There's um, Gen X Exilial. Well, I would say this fucking, is like the that's just doesn't so, roll off the tongue the same like way. The, that's a sweet life of Hannah Montana. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We're doing fun stuff. We just did um, a great episode, with, um, the Girls Like Us podcast, where we talked Ice Princess 2005. Oh, which, baby! I have never seen it. Of until, course, you've uh, seen this. Trip. I had never seen it until this weekend. And boy, that, oh boy, that movie one, having a younger sister is so fucking funny. We love when a dork learns how to do a sport. Yeah, we, a, a, a dork like <laughs> logically figures out how to be the greatest athlete ever. Literally, like she's like, if I if I traject at this yeah. point. Radius, I bet there's I a can, formula like, land on the ice. Yes. And then everyone was like, you fucking door. Yeah. And then the she just like up. goes out and then like probably like a day she does a triple axle. There's literally a scene where she's like, like contemplating, like kissing a boy. And then like, they're like, hey, spaz, go back to planet geek, you fucking dork. Yeah. And I like, think the word spaz is Z canon. <laughs> Uh, but we did a really fun episode on it where we somehow wrapped it into like, what if it took place in the Saw universe and like hmm. if Zambonis Hell yes. were like a jigsaw trap or something. Yeah. What the if Saw a nerd episode is a got, great one. What if a nerd got caught in a Saw trap and like literally math his way out? Or her way out. Oh, ooh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> it is the Ice Princess, not the Ice God Prince. Ernest, mm-hmm. Jesus. Oh, everything or, white man. Yeah, it's 2005. Girls can ice skate now. <laughs> Oh, also, I will say, Adam, I have to thank you because because of your Scott Pilgrim episode, I listened to that and immediately left work early so that I could see Scott Pilgrim and Dolby oh, before I'm I left so Dolby glad. Theaters. It was and a great thank experience. You for that. Right? It was incredible. It was so great. 
Did any of you guys catch it in Dolby? I missed it. Not in Dolby. It's still playing in theaters, and it's worth just seeing on a big screen. I have even yeah. more appreciation for that movie after seeing it on a big screen. Yeah, when the sex bomb bomb ha- uh, like opening like kicks off in the opening credits, I was just like, all right, send us back, baby. Those credits start rolling in the zoom. That's so fucking good. So fucking good, man. Um, but yeah, it's always a pleasure to come on. I really can't think of a better episode to come on for, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So happy to have you on, man. Thank you so much. Um, we hope to have you on for F9. Yes, uh, the Fast Saga. Yes. Um, I will be here. I, You know I, I will I, be here. I think I, from what I heard the other day, you're like everybody's clamor i was gonna say you. like how booked are you yes. how many times are you gonna have to fucking you talk know, about this it, movie it's, it's really a blessing and a curse to like just be so you are the resident old. fast and furious well because like i it really is because like i'm so high on my own bullshit on twitter that like people are like you've hey, done this I to need, yourself i need you on my pod hey could you like, come on good morning america and I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not even kidding because like i've had um uh, i had like at least 20 people say like are we seeing this together i'm like yeah sure why not like uh but now i'm not like can i physically see this movie like 20 times so me and ernie were even talking about like, renting out a theater let's just, fucking do it why, yo, yeah why not that's how, i'm so all in for that renting out a theater was great when, when does it come out uh june 25th i will be done <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I was like, I, I have it tattooed on my forehead so you yeah. could look at it this entire time. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll be done with all of them by then. Yeah. And yeah. I will be ready. I'm going to I'm gonna do Fast Five in theaters, uh, and then I'll probably catch the other ones. On, Wait, have uh, you seen all of them? Um, I haven't seen Furious 7. That's like... I know. One. I know. I know. I just remember like not being kind of invested in like the tragedy of it not invested well, in the family yeah because i we did a uh bracket episode on um uh on aok for like the whole series and i have my good friend on uh shaq lambert who is i would say and you may find this hard to believe but as equal to me as a fast expert like he is a fast head through and through and we were kind of mythology is dense oh he it really is and it's like he was arguing for Fur- Furious 7 and I was arguing for Fast 5. So it got pretty brutal at some point. So I, I think Furious 7 is really good as James Wan behind the camera. Mm. Doing a lot I of can't cool wait shit. to see it. It's good. I just I never got around to it. And I suggest I go, need to the, revisit that go one. to the Regal like free showing of it. Like yeah. see it yeah. in theaters. Okay. Early I'll, that, that. I'll do that one. Fast 5 I missed in theaters and I cannot. I'm, I, abs- I'm like as soon as Regal goes live with those fucking tickets for Fast 5 I'm getting seats you, for Fast I, 5. Will you get me one? Yes. Okay. Um, I, I'll tell this really quick story before I like, like shut up finally. But, um, when I saw fast five in theaters, uh, I saw it in the D box theater at, um, oh, premier no. at fashion square and they started playing the wrong movie. They started playing hoodwinked to hood versus evil. <laughs> oh. like you just, well, that's my dream day. You're, yeah. <laughs> yes. well, you're like, you're just sitting there waiting for like Vin Diesel to pop up. Like, like, fucking hoodwinked happens. And you're just getting like shook around in your box and like water like, spraying on your like head. Bunny. You're just like Patrick Warburton's voice is just caressing you. In the body. Oh like, God. D box is the worst theater experience ever. I did it oh, as a, yeah. I did it as a bit to see Gemini Man, and I did throw up. Oh, you that saw night. the Jemini Man? Jemini. Yes, I saw Jemini Man <laughs> in D box, and like I actually got motion sickness from bad. watching that movie. And it's also just a bad movie yeah. in general. When so. I saw the first Avengers movie in D box, I had to like turn it down. Like you know the button on the side yeah. where you can turn down the. No, I yeah. for the bit I was like, no, I'm keeping this thing at max for the entire time. <laughs> that, and the imagine. bit went too far. It's like imagine you're in like one of those like motion 
rides at like a theme park or something. But imagine it's two and a half hours long. Well, I can't yeah. imagine that motorcycle sequence where he's like chasing young Wolf. Yeah, Smith. it was awful. I kept yeah. getting like kicked in the back throughout the entire movie. On top of that? that I'm sorry, yes. that was me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. And for the We Bought a Mic plugs, you can find us at We Bought a Mic on Twitter and our website, WeBoughtAMic.net. No big article this week, but I got I got a couple cooking up. Yeah, I did too. And catch up. In the meantime, read the Invincible article. I think I'm going. I did read it. It's really good. I think I'm going to write a piece on Mad Men. Hell yeah. Because I have a lot of thoughts. Um, And, you know, people are clamoring for articles on shows that ended (laughs) six years ago. Playoff music is coming. (laughs) (laughs) Hell oh, yes. oh yes, let's go. I, I slipped your $20 bill before <laughs> recording the pod today. Mad Men's one of the greatest shows I've ever seen. It fucking rules. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week for Lord of War. Lord of War. Thanks, Adam. Thanks, Adam. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. I love it. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.